Welcome everyone, you're listening or watching Last Man Standing podcast with this special holiday edition. Today on, on Christmas Eve, of course, I promised very, very interesting episodes with special guests and I delivered. Today we have a very special guest with whom we're, we're going to discuss a lot of NFL and also a lot of other things. Uh, this is Andras... Um, Should so I pronounce it? Yeah, uh, yeah please. Pronounce uh, it's a Hungarian name. So yeah, he's from Hungary. Um, maybe you can introduce a little bit about yourself. Yeah, uh, so uh, welcome everyone. Uh, I am Andras. Uh, I am 20 years old and I currently live in The Hague and uh, I study uh, ISPM, which is International Sports Management with uh, Theo yeah. as well. Um, yeah, uh, I've been a sports fan since I was like eight or ten years old. I've been watching sports basically for most of my life. Uh, mostly the NFL and college football because it's my favorite sport. Uh, so I was really excited when you asked me to be on the podcast. Yeah, I'm excited to be here. There was no really other alternative. And in fact, um, when I did the teaser, I think it, when, it was when I did the teaser, uh, I introduced you as a, as a very knowledgeable person, as a highly knowledgeable person who's going to provide a lot of depth and a lot of insight. Um, and also a knowledgeable person with uh, very avid passions. Um, in that order, Green Bay Packers, Cincinnati Bengals, Tulane, the NFL, and Darts. Did I get it right? Uh, like the Bengals, like I do like the Bengals, the Cincinnati Bengals. I, I wouldn't consider myself a fan. Like if if the Packers are not playing against them or just not playing in general, I will root for the Bengals because I like them. But I, I would put Tulane above them. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I still like the, the Bengals. So. Yeah. But yeah, I'm very okay. passionate about uh, the the Packers. Uh, Tulane has been a recent discovery for me, like fairly recent. So uh, yeah. I'm slowly getting into that one as well. Yeah, we all have our recent uh, recent passions. I I'm the same way with cricket, believe it or not. Oh, yeah, yeah cricket. cricket of all things. I watch eight hour yeah. cricket ah, games. Just sit down and watch eight hours. I, I attended an eight hour cricket game in mm. Amsterdam uh, wow. on June sixth. Uh, Netherlands against West Indies. I don't know how the scoring You're, works there, so I don't I, I don't know. I'll explain. I, I should explain it to you sometime. Oh yeah, it's very sure. interesting. I, yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, we should we shall get started. I I believe that you're a person who can provide deep analysis of some very very big topics. You can you can say the uh, the truth when other people don't want to hear it. Yeah, I, like I like to consider myself like for example for the NFL, I like to consider myself as an NFL fan over a Packers fan. So yeah. I don't like to be biased towards the Packers because uh, I think a lot of fans tend to. Um, push the hate towards like one person in general yeah. like could be a player could be a coach I try to like criticize everyone like fairly and equally because it's not just one person it's never just one person within a team or for some, or a sports organization so yeah yeah I would like to think yeah. I'm yeah. knowledgeable but right now a lot of controversy around the Packers oh, yeah. and of course when there is controversy there is a lot of um, th tough things to be said let's put it that way so there's gonna be a a discussion that's um, it's going to be a tough discussion but we're gonna start with easier easier yep. uh, easier things with uh, just slowly getting there week 14 of the NFL some some interesting some interesting games happened oh some yeah definitely it was a quite an interesting week some surprising scores and some Not so surprising scores as well <laughs> yeah and also games that really provided 
more clarity towards the playoffs. For example, oh, yeah, the Eagles sure. Eagles were the first team the, to snatch a playoff spot. Yeah, the Eagles got, I, I think the Bears also, I don't know if it was last week, I'm pretty sure it was this week where they got officially eliminated. I think they're the first team as well in the in the NFC. But the way the NFC looks, it, it, it really could be anyone's game. It's, uh, yeah. It hasn't been that good. Well, it seems like though, e- even if you, even if some, some teams have looked like favorites in the AFC or the NFC, at some point you no feel like you feel like yeah. you you cannot name a favorite i think this year the nfl is so close i cannot say who's gonna play uh, who's what the super bowl is gonna look like i agree like you could probably like if if you're talking nfc you could probably think eagles or 49ers to be that's the two teams right now that i can see from the nfc making it but it really could be anyone like even in the afc before the season i think the bills were the, the big favorites by the media they have looked beatable josh allen hasn't look like an MVP so far that many people expected him to look like. Yeah. So yeah, I think it's a, it's a wide open league right now and it's really exciting. And with only four weeks left, uh, who knows? I mean, in the in the NFC, I think like 12, 11, 12 teams are still in the hunt for the playoffs. So yeah. we're gonna have a lot yeah. of meaningful football. And even the good teams look very beatable, not even yeah. vulnerable. The, the Vikings, for example, the Vikings oh, yeah. don't I mean, look like a, they're 10 and three at the moment, are they? I think so, yeah. yeah. Uh, the, the thing is with the Vikings, they have a very similar situation to the Packers, where they have a like now a decent offense. Obviously, we struggled at the beginning, but their defense is like full of talent. But they just underperform because of coaching. Their defensive coordinator uh, is, uh, I think, Ed Donatel. He is playing like prevent defense, cover four defense. They just don't get to the quarterback. They have mm-hmm. they have Daniel Hunter, Zadarius Smith on the edge. Like, come on, that's a that's a top five edge rushing duo in the league and they can't generate like any pressure at the quarterback i think for them as well the talent is there for the team to go Mm -hmm. on a run but i don't know about the coaching so yeah it always seems like kirk cousins as as big of um uh as easy as that is to say for everyone and as easy as it is to blame him uh, it seems like he really underperforms. He, he really underperforms in in late in games that are with later starting time that are more important games. Yeah, I mean oh, that, that, that's been a as much as I don't believe in uh, as much as I don't believe things uh, in things like clutch factor and stuff. I'm more of a person who looks in the big picture in a, a production in terms of numbers brought in by a player. Mm-hmm. It seems it seems like it's all that's always the case. I, I, I don't I, I think Kirk Cousins is a very good quarterback. I mean, he's yeah. been so consistent yeah. for years. He can't I mean, really his, his bottom line, his bottom line is pretty good. His numbers across oh, the board. Oh yeah, are like pretty he 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 really has never played like horrible like for like multiple games. Like it's really just maybe one or two. Maybe yeah. it's always the prime time games. Yeah, like yeah. It, it it has kind of become a joke in the NFL. Yeah, but yeah the Vikings the yeah. Cousins can't win prime time games, but. He's such a like consistently solid uh, quarterback. He has obviously like Justin Jefferson yeah. as a, as, a, as a weapon, who's most likely the best receiver in the league right now. But still, like other than that, uh, like for example, this against the Lions, uh, I, I watched a little bit of the game because obviously it's two division rivals of the Packers, and really the only two players that I didn't have like any issues with was like Jefferson and Cousins. They played a really good game, and Cousins at the moment doesn't really have a lot of other weapons, which is. Mm-hmm very interesting to say because you have Darwin Cook there yeah but he hasn't looked as great this season Adam yeah. Thielen is looking Adam a Thielen, bit old. I think has really gone downhill yeah I mean you could kind of see it last year but this year especially you could see that it's he's just not the same anymore he used to be like a really really good red zone Adam threat Thielen, and yeah, yeah he right used now. to be an incredibly reliable weapon and now he's 
Not even the second most yeah. reliable weapon on the team because you have Dalvin Cook, you have Justin Jefferson, Dalvin yeah. Cook. They also traded for T.J. Hawkinson to get the yeah. playoff push. And now he's he might been, be behind T.J. Hawkinson, to be honest. Yeah, he's been okay. He has he has had some drops as well. Yeah, but he's also been blocking better in uh, um, Minnesota than in Detroit, and which was kind of one of the reasons why Dan Campbell, I think the the head coach of the Lions, got rid of uh, Hawkinson or was like a mm-hmm. fine with uh, trading him because. He wasn't like that good of a blocker, and the Lions scheme requires the tightest yeah. block. Yeah, kind of similar to the yeah. uh, the Niners' offense. Obviously, yeah. very different schemes, yeah. but still. Yeah, we have a few games that we've picked, but let, let's stop on the Lions because the Lions are incredibly interesting team. Oh. the Lions are intriguing team. La- and I, I know it's a it's a division rival, but I like the Lions. It's it's fun to see them play well. Like, and you know, even in the beginning of the season, like their offense was, I think, the number one offense in yeah. September. It's still, one, it's still one of the very, still one of the premium offenses. Oh yeah, like Jared Goff doesn't get any respect at all, and he's been playing like pretty well yeah. this year. Yeah. Like, I, if if I'm the Lions, I would not look to draft a quarterback this year for oh, sure. Oh no, especially with their record now, they're not even in a right position to go for one. Yeah, but Goff is a fine quarterback. For, they're in better position to reach the playoffs at the moment. But yeah, people forget he was he is the number one overall pick in 2016. That was yeah. six years ago only. Like he's still yeah. pretty young. Yeah. He's, he's been to a Super Bowl. Obviously, he's not like a an elite uh, no. quarterback, but I think he's definitely more than a a game manager like he, he yeah. could probably win you games if you put a solid team around him and you kind of see that with the Lions offense now yeah. they have a really good offensive line uh, they have DJ Chark on uh, at the receiver Amon Rasen Brown they just got um, the rookie uh, Jameson Williams yeah. back as well so yeah he caught a touchdown against yeah, the Vikings he, got, he, had, he had his first touchdown as well yeah. this game so yeah that offense is really exciting and the defense has been better ever since they fired I think the, the defensive backs coach it, they, they've been performing much better so yeah. Lions are exciting yeah uh, uh, people used to say about Goff that the Rams you remember Rams yeah, 2018 they had yeah. an incredible offense remember that game Kansas City versus Rams oh yeah I think Monday, Monday Night, Night Football, Football yeah it's almost 100 combined points even it, more it's the third highest scoring game in the history crazy good game in the history of the NFL and it, it had the highest Total a point total in the odds before the game, mm. pre-game I total. Could see that. Yeah, I mean that was an insane 64, game. 64 and a half, I think it was, which is something huge because most games have either thirties, mid thirties or mid oh, yeah. to the mid forties. I mean the over under for like Vegas odds is usually yeah. like what forty points max, 40. stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Both teams have that, so <laughs> it's like yeah. But people used to say 2018, they had an incredible offense, and a lot of people said this is all not because of, but despite Jared Goff. Oh yeah, like they, they considered him kind of like, uh, it, it was a very similar situation to I think the 49ers with Jimmy G uh, in the yeah. in the year when they got to the Super Bowl. The, kind the of following year, the, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. They, they kind of look at that I think the same way, or like most fans. I think Jared Goff is a better quarterback than Jimmy G, uh, although okay. Garoppolo has looked decent this year obviously mm-hmm. he's not out yeah. for the year but but, Go- but Goff has arguably looked better like Goff has looked great this year like it's not even and about he's played a, more games yeah. a wider sample gives credit more credibility to the stats like it's not even just the fact that Goff is like handing out like the touchdowns and get, getting the yards he yeah. is actually like if you watch you sit down and watch the team he is like dealing out there like he has some really good throws uh, he's going through his progression as well like this is like in with the, with the Rams, I think in the final year, 
uh, a lot of the issues with Jared Goff was that he made like kind of brain dead decisions mm-hmm. uh, because his arm talent I think was never in question like he has a really solid arm he throws a pretty deep ball I would say if you could yeah. call a deep ball that but yeah, yeah. Uh, it was never about arm talent for him. I think it's mostly decision making. I don't know if he kind of lost his confidence with the Rams after the Super Bowl and not only putting up three points. I'm not sure if that was the case. Now he seems to be doing pretty good. Obviously, it's not a small sample size. It's a couple games, but it's been only this season that we've seen mm-hmm. him. So I, I would like to see him come back next year and possibly repeat the performance. Same thing with Geno Smith yeah. to an extent. Obviously, it's a different situation, but. If I were the Seahawks, I would probably extend Geno Smith the same way. The, mm-hmm. uh, if I was the Lions, I would keep Jared Goff for at least one, one or two more years. Because yeah. he, he, he has looked decent enough to earn himself the starting spot, I think. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Jared Goff has at least locked himself for next year, I think. Um, you mentioned Jimmy G. He didn't play, but we're going to discuss his 49ers later. Now, let's start with... Um, a very interesting battle in the AFC East. Buffalo against the New York Jets. This game finished 20 to uh, to 12 in Buffalo in, the, in favor of Buffalo. A lot of very bad weather in this game. Oh yeah, it wasn't a pretty game to be honest. Like I think I'm pretty sure. Uh, I don't know if the half ended 0-0, but up, up until like the a big half of the second. It it quarter, almost it almost it became 0-0. it almost became the first scoreless half scoreless first half in the NFL since October of 2019. Mm, yeah, so it was really, really close to getting really yeah. 0-0 at the half. Yeah. I mean, it's it, we're talking about two good teams this year. Like, the Jets are actually a good team. They don't really have a quarterback, so that's a, that's an issue. But the Jets' defense itself is really good. Um, it kind of showed against the Bills. Obviously, the weather is, is, could be an excuse, but also like keeping the Bills 20 points is, is, a, is a solid job. Uh, from the Jets, obviously it's having Mike White there. Uh, it, it it's tough for the Jets. You you had to bench Zach Wilson. Like I do agree with the decision to bench mm-hmm. Zach Wilson because he has looked like the worst quarterback in the in this year. Like I think easily. I don't think yeah. there has been a worse quarterback than him this year. I can't think of one. You think he's the worst quarterback this year? Well, I don't. I, I'm trying to think of anyone. No, I just, else. I just wanted to. Oh yeah, I, to I, be I honest, do, I do, to be honest, yes, yes. Like I'm trying Can to think, you think of, of somebody else, else somebody no. worse than like, like who is an actual starter or who started as who were supposed to be a starter? I don't think so. I don't think so. And even if you just compare him to Russell Wilson. Uh, no, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Russell Wilson's right. more disappointing, but he, uh, he technically is not worse than, yeah. And it it honestly is pretty close. <laughs> like, yeah, it's did, got, did you see that he has? Okay, we, can, we can get back to. Uh, no, we're not. Go, I, we're not going to discuss the Broncos. So oh, go okay, ahead. Okay, yeah, just uh, there's this one guy who is keeping track of uh, Russell Wilson's touchdowns on yeah. TikTok because I think Russell Wilson's house has twelve toilets or bathrooms. Yeah, bathrooms, yeah. And then they, they, he is having a competition, so he updates. Uh, he uploads a new TikTok every week, just saying <laughs> where the where the competition is right now. So still twelve bathrooms, but Russell Wilson only has about eight. Touchdowns, but yeah, uh, but he's on pace. Is, he's on pace to get eight. Yeah, he's on, he's on, <laughs> like that's so bad. Like I, I genuinely don't understand what happened to to Russell Wilson in one year. Like even last year, he didn't look that good. Okay, but it was kind of because of injury. But you, you did not see this. Like that, uh, that offense is so bad. And I, I don't really yeah. like. I know it's yeah, all, the thing it's, is, it's this, coaching this, as well. But yeah. 
This it's offense, you said this offense is bad. Russell Wilson, he incredibly talented quarterback. We cannot deny that, um, he, and he probably will be back to a better form next year. Also, you I can't not, think uh, like yeah, uh, there's no way he can be any worse. Like oh yeah, he can't be any worse. <laughs> yeah, like he, that, that's the point how is to get to get yeah. gen genuinely good. Um, and you also said that you also you cannot deny that a lot of the blame has to go to him individually but that offense he doesn't he's not doesn't have that good of a supporting cast does he i mean melvin gordon is not a good running back Cortland sutton didn't he, didn't he get cut already oh yeah he or got I cut yeah he got, he got cut, so but yeah. in the beginning he was yeah yeah i think and he was definitely he was definitely the running back when i anyway. went to their game in london Oh, you went to the... Yes. I, I went to the... the you went? Oh, I was going to ask you if yeah, you, if we, you we managed. We can get back to that. Okay, <laughs> so okay. We're <laughs> going to discuss that after the show. Yeah. <laughs> back yeah, to Russell I mean, Yeah, I think Javonte Williams is out for the year, I'm pretty sure, because he had a, he had an injury early on the season. Tim Patrick, they lost in the yeah. off-season. Yeah. So but even even if Tim Patrick played, like, Tim Patrick is, is not... He's an incredibly okay. dangerous weapon. He's, he's not. He's a solid receiver, too. Like, if you if you put him in the boundary, he can... He can Get uh, get uh, come down with some contested catches, but really you have Cortland Sutton, you have Jerry Judy. In theory, this should be a really good, like, uh, receiving core. Now, Judy has looked solid. I think like better. At least he gets open a lot. Um, for Sutton, I, I don't really know what happened to him. He had a he had a really good season. I think in two thousand nineteen. Yeah. I'm not sure one of those years when he had the thousand yards and then he got injured the next year and a lot of people were waiting for this year to have all all the receivers like Judy, Hamler, Patrick uh, and Sutton healthy because they I'm pretty sure they re-signed both Sutton and Patrick this offseason as well so they, they wanted to make sure Russ gets all the weapons he has and it just hasn't worked out like the fact that they have what eight passing touchdowns this season is, is insane like in a in a horrible way like yeah <laughs> like, oh my gosh yeah like it, and it's especially like disheartening because the broncos though defense is one of the best in the league like it's like their defense it's is good, yeah. so it's been good for a while, if, yeah. if, if, if we assume our the offense was just a little bit better they could be probably contending for the playoffs right now so yeah it's if it was even how, even solid even below it's crazy average how big of a difference just one person can make obviously yeah. i'm not trying to put like all the blame on wilson because i don't think yeah. like for example nathaniel hackett was the yeah the packers oc last year i don't think he's a good head coach i never saw him as someone who could become a good head coach because i don't think he was calling plays for us last year so mm -hmm. i don't i just don't really see how he became one yeah i don't know the broncos are the broncos are a tough they, they they gotta figure it out Cause, they're a mess because that the contract they also gave to russ i think f almost fully guaranteed or was it fully i guaranteed? think it's almost fully guaranteed yeah like you can't get out of that for like two three 200 years 200 years. plus million yeah something I like think, that yeah. very like huge contract yeah and you kind of stuck with it so you got to figure out how yeah. to make Russ yeah. better yeah a funny story about russell wilson so in london Broncos played Jacksonville Jaguars, oh and on my <laughs> and on my fan it was a good game i don't know if you remember that but my fantasy team, I had two quarterbacks and only one starting spot for a quarterback. Mm. And I had Russell Wilson, Trevor Lawrence. And I chose Trevor Lawrence over Russell Wilson, knowing that Russell Wilson has been a mess this year. Was that his and, only and, and Russell Wilson uh, uh, went on to outplay Trevor Lawrence. Oh, yeah, that was his only good game. This I was think, incredibly this rare yeah, occasion. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember that, actually. Yeah, but 
I mean, Trevor Lawrence on the other hand. Yeah, if, Trevor. If I've played that. him. I've played him every week since then. He's delivered. Like if we got going back to Zach Wills and even like, uh, yeah. compare him to not even just the all the other quarterbacks in the league, just his yeah. class. From and they were number year. two, uh, number one, and number two. Oh yeah, I, I was also too. I mean, I, I also can't say that I, I knew Wilson is gonna be bad. I had him as the number two quarterback in my mm-hmm. like personal yeah. rankings behind Lawrence. So yeah. I'm also, I don't wanna deflect the blame. Yeah, he, he, I, I also really. So far, he might become a better quarterback. I also made a mistake on Wilson. Apparently, he one of the players that I misjudged. I'm a, I'm a really big proponent of judging quarterbacks based on completion percentage rather than any total metric. Metric that's total number. And in that year, his last year, number one and number two in NCAA were Mac Jones and Zach Wilson. Mac Jones thus far has more or less proven to me that I was right about him. He's okay. But not Zach Wilson. Yeah, Zach Wilson, I feel like Zach Wilson tries to play like Patrick Mahomes without having the ability of Patrick Mahomes. Like if you see him play, he tries to go for a lot of hero plays, like constantly rolling out of the pocket, uh, just running to his side and trying to uh, make throws on the run. And it just doesn't work. I mean, you can see his numbers. Like I don't know what his seasonal numbers are, but it's, it's really bad. And obviously they kept winning games Despite of him, or in spite of him, um, and now they're losing games with Mike White. So you could kind of have the argument that Wilson, at least when he was starting, they won games. But the lock- locker room seems to also like yeah. be behind uh, or, or behind uh, Mike White. Yeah, and Mike White, Mike White has not has not played worse than Zach. And, and yeah, he like it, Mike White. He, he's yeah, we know what he is. He's a he's a backup quarterback, but he really hasn't looked worse than the number two overall yeah. from last yeah. year. And that's a concern for the uh, for the Jets. Yeah, Sarah Deer is the number three option because Joe Flacco played oh, yeah. originally. Uh, yeah, I mean, and he was technically the number three option. Yeah, for, for Flacco, I, I uh, if I remember well, he had a really really good uh, preseason, and I think a lot of people wanted to actually start him over Zach Wilson, but that was obviously like. You're not gonna do that, but uh, but I think he earned the, uh, earned the numbers two spot in camp or like in the yeah. in the training camp. But yeah, then you you saw him play first play yeah. on the uh, last uh, yeah, on the game and he lost the fumble, I think. So, Mike White. No, uh, Flacco. Uh, when he, Flacco. When he got oh in, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> yeah, uh, they like Salah, Robert Salas uh, did say that they want Zach Wilson to play this year. Uh, yeah, they I, I said they, I heard that they want to get him back to the field yeah. as, soon, as, as soon as possible. I don't, I don't know if that's going to happen. Uh, if that's a good idea. <laughs> I, 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 I still believe in Zach Wilson. Like, I, I, to me, I'm also, I also don't like the fact that a lot of people nowadays just judge quarterbacks like, after, what, one and a half years. Yeah. I know, like, compared to everyone else, he has looked way worse, but we'll still give them time. I think... You can start judging a quarterback truly in his, in in their third year. Mm-hmm. I think that's that's a fair evaluation. Yeah. Like before that, it's like why would you do that? You saw Josh Allen. Obviously, everyone comes up with the Josh Allen example because he just turned out so great after being a project. But yeah, I mean, you saw him in his first two years, and and you see how he plays now. So I I, I would prefer if teams had more patience towards quarterbacks. Uh, but I also understand the Jets' point of view. I mean, they have mm-hmm. a really good like team other than yeah. the quarterback this yeah. year. So they want to compete, so I understand why they made the change. Yeah, yeah. Mike White was twenty-seven of forty-four, which is not a good completion. Another good uh, yeah, completion I mean, percentage, really. Seventy-eight point six 
85% rating, and this is a very, very steep drop from his first game against the, the, the Bears, where he went really, he played really well. Despite that, in that game, if you watched it, Tony Romo, Tony Romo had a lot of praise for Mike White, especially because of how, how quick he's throwing the ball. Oh yeah, he's a very quick release. Like Mike White is a is a pretty smart quarterback. That's why he works really well in system. I mean, like he first his first start, he looked better than Zach Wilson in any of his games this year, and that's simply because he just he's a he's a very solid and capable backup. He could probably play in most systems. Like he's not gonna win you games, unless I think last year against the Bengals he was really good when he had like four touchdowns. There yeah. was the one game where he was like actually like bowling out, but he's more of the game manager type. I don't think like for the, for the coaches and and a lot of Jets fans they don't really look at Mike White's stats because if they look at the game you can see that he is playing better than uh, Zach Wilson. Yeah. So most most fans would prefer to prefer to keep him as the starter. Mm -hmm. But also like if you compare the Bills and the the Bears defense, it's like <laughs> light years. Mm -hmm. Like the Bills have a I, I don't know if top five defense, but they have really good defense. And then on the other hand, the Bears defense this year has been. Mm -hmm abysmal so yeah yeah that's true yeah lastly for the Jets Gareth Wilson has six receptions for 78 yards is he making a bid for a fantasy rookie of the year for fantasy or rookie of the year for rookie of the year or rookie of the year uh yeah I think he has like 800 yards in the season something like that close to that uh this year it's a it's a pretty close race because you don't really have anyone that stands out I think Brees yeah. Hall would have won it the, the Jets running back Maybe if, if he, he had if continued he, playing yeah but he got injured so that's unfortunate right now you have a couple contenders I think Garrett Wilson is definitely up there but to me Crystal Lala is the other one that you could argue because his situation yeah. on the Saints yeah. is also kind of yeah. difficult they were teammates with. at Ohio State yeah Ohio State's receiver talent is insane yeah. you're gonna have another one and, in they're, still, and they're still in the yeah. playoffs and uh, yeah so Olave I think Kenneth Walker could have a a case, but I don't think he's gonna win it. Yeah. Like he kind of, he kind of came in kind mid season. Of yeah, so for him it's unfortunate. Yeah. The other one, I, I, the, uh, what I'm really exciting for, obviously, for the last four weeks is uh, Christian Watson, because he already has seven oh, touchdowns yeah. in the season. So if he racks up a couple more touchdowns, he could probably win Rookie of the Year because no one really stands out that much. Like yeah, Garrett Wilson has about 800 yards, but I'm pretty sure he only has like four touchdowns in the season. So mm -hmm. if Watson finishes with, let's say. He has like 400 yards now. Let's say he finishes with six, 700 yards, 10 touchdowns. I think that could maybe win it, mm -hmm. uh, be enough to win. So I think those three receivers are currently up there. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. yeah. I, if I had to give give it to someone right now, I would probably give it to Olave, in mm -hmm. my opinion. Because he, he, I mean, yeah, I know like Wilson is playing in a bad quarterback situation as well, but. The Saints, and I mean, you 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 thought you're gonna have Michael Thomas this year, and then you, you lost him once again. And other than that, you don't have anyone. I mean, you have Jarvis Landry, but he's pretty old, and he's mainly just a slot option. So Olave really is the only like true like receiving threat on the Saints. Uh, so yeah, I would probably give it to him now. But Wilson would also deserve it. Like I would have no problem if Wilson won Offensive Rookie of the Year. Mm -hmm. Which is crazy because the Jets might have the offensive rookie and the defensive rookie of the year on their team. With, yeah, uh, Garner. Yeah, yeah. And these two might not make the playoffs. Oh yeah, because <laughs> the play uh, the, uh, the, yeah, the, the Patriots the Patriots now winning against the Cardinals last night as of the time of 
a recording, not, not, not of course not when we upload it. Uh, they beat the Cardinals, and they now have a better record than the Jets. Or they, they are tied with the Jets. They're seven and they're seven and seven, and the Jets are seven and six, something like that, I believe. Mm. Or do I have it Can wrong? Check, yeah, so. I actually haven't checked the, the standings recently. No, both teams are seven, seven and six. And six. Yeah, I mean, if you look at AFC East, all the teams are above. They're now above. Five, they're now yeah. above the Jets. The Jets are last place with seven and mm. with seven and six record. And if you look through the other, like yeah, every AFC South is bad, but like I think the yeah the Chargers have started to win a bit more games, so they they are on the upper up and coming. Yeah, the Jets. I, I don't think the Jets are gonna make the playoffs. Uh, I don't know what their the rest of their schedule looks like, but yeah, the AFC stopped this year, oh, and yeah. with with their quarterback play, it just doesn't really. Matter yeah. to be honest, if they make, like if if it'd be great for them to make the playoffs, they probably don't win a playoff game mm-hmm. with either Mike White or Zach Wilson starting. Yeah, maybe they put in Joe, Joe Flacco, the yeah. playoff specialist, and yeah. they, they can win some games. But I mean, at the moment, it seems very unlikely for them to win any game by virtue of anything other than the defense. Yeah, but it's very difficult to win games with the defense alone. I think you could. I mean, oh, like it, it it's tough now because. They played Bills, who are still one of the best teams in the yeah. league, in horrible conditions. So it's tough to judge yeah. them based on this game. I think they, uh, as I said, I don't know their their the schedule, but they they are definitely capable of um, beating at least probably twenty teams in the league. Mm-hmm. Out of the thirty, probably be more, just based on their defense. Like their defense not only stops mm-hmm. uh, the offenses, they also get turnovers. They force them. They they put the offense in good position. I know, Quinnen Williams has what, 11 sacks on the season as a defensive yeah. tackle. He has been all pro this season, like probably mm-hmm. the better than Aaron Donald this year. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, it's it's, it's kind of similar to the the Broncos. Just two great defenses being let down by mediocre offenses. Uh, yeah, I don't think either teams should should be worried about the playoffs that much right now because. It, it's not their year just yet. You have to have to take a, a game by game approach. Yeah, it seems like Expe- like for some team like the Jets, yeah, you can't look ahead. Yeah, I mean same with the Giants. I mean they were yeah. seven and one now they're seven five and one something yeah. like that with the tie yeah. as well. Yeah, like yeah. Yeah, things like that that currently that's, that's why with I all the injuries with all the drama they're living on the edge. They cannot. That's why I don't like afford. making power rankings. Based yeah. on based on records because it's just so fake. Yeah. Like I had like there are so many people in the media who put the Giants in like the top ten. No disrespect mm-hmm. to the Giants. I think yeah. they're like solid this year. Yeah, they could. This be is a a fact that team. It's, it's a tra- not it's a transition team. to the next yeah. game. So go on. Mm. Yeah. So the the Giants. So yeah, the Giants started seven and one. Not they beat us in London. They beat the Packers in London. And after that, I think they beat the Ravens and the Titans back to back as well, or something like that. So they they did have an impressive resume, but like I don't know, I don't like I never thought they were better than any of the teams that they beat. Like even even after we lost to them, I still thought we were the better team. Even after we went on all that or, or that losing streak, and we got all that losses to what the, the Taylor Heineke led Commanders and and the <laughs> Zach Wilson led Jets. I still thought that we are a better team, just in a horrible situation at the moment. And it seems like most people thought the Giants are frauds, if you can call them that. Mm-hmm. I don't think they are because they're still a decent <laughs> team. It seems to have come true. They have lost their, uh, I don't know how many, but more like lost, I think four of the last five games. 
they tie the commanders and they're gonna play them once again I think Monday or Sunday night football in It's, the upcoming um, weeks they Monday flexed. night football I Monday. can't believe they flexed the game like, I, I understand why they flexed it but I, I can't believe it's that game that they chose uh, so yeah we're gonna see Did that they flex it? are you sure they flexed it because you cannot You cannot flex some. Uh, you cannot move a game to a different day. I think. Yeah, they did. They did flex it like two weeks ago. I think. Ah, oh, they moved it two yeah. weeks in advance. <coughs> yeah, they. they um, so I think that's gonna be on prime time. Yeah. Most likely for a playoff spot. Like yeah. both teams are, uh, are seven, five, and one. Yeah. And I think with yeah. one or two more wins, they could be in. I, I did check the the schedule for the Giants and the um, Commanders for the last four games. I think the Commanders have a, a much easier schedule. So if they can beat the Giants, they are probably the team that will make the playoffs of mm -hmm. them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the Giants will play perhaps for a playoff spot, but they lost to Philadelphia 48-22. It's not really something embarrassing to lose to Philadelphia these days. I mean, 12 teams that have played against them out of 13 games have, have uh, come to such outcome. But Philadelphia really... It seemed to me, I'll be honest, it seemed to me that Philadelphia was going to be in the beginning, although I, I don't know, now I don't know how that, that was ever the case, but I thought Philadelphia was going to be like Steelers two, two years ago, I think. Oh, yeah, the, the, when they went 11-0. Yes, yeah. and after that they, they lost I the I think many round. people thought the same. Uh, I think mostly it's because of Jalen Hurts. Yeah. I think many people still don't believe in him, despite him being either one or two on the MVP ladder at the moment. I yeah. Think. It's either him or Mahomes at the moment. You can easily make the case. I think you can easily like, make like the case. I, like if if he wins it, I, I would not be mad at all. Like mm -hmm. he has taken and taken a step, yeah. which I, I I have to admit I did not see it coming. Um, I think I I I think for both Hertz and Tua, I want to put like just mention Tua real quick. I was uh, I I wasn't a believer in either of them. Uh, I was low on Hertz when he came out. I didn't really understand why he was a second-round draft pick. Uh, Tua, I kind of understood uh, why he why he had all the hype because he looked good in college. But then after the first two years for either either guys, I didn't see it in either of them. And now this year, both of them proved me wrong. Uh, obviously, Tua still has some question marks. I mean, you could see against mm -hmm. the Chargers, um, he was what he had 28 attempts and only 10 completions or something like that. It mm -hmm. was a horrible game from him. Yeah. But for Hertz, you, you just don't see any of this. Like, if you actually sit down, it's not just the number, yeah. numbers for Hertz. Like, he he is yeah. playing really well. That he offense is out nonstop. Like, that offense is insane. Devonta Smith has yeah. close to 800 yeah. yards. AJ Brown has already surpassed yeah. uh, a thousand yards. Miles Sanders finally broke out. Like, I don't know if it's the play calling as well, but Miles Sanders also finally has a thousand yards. That mm -hmm. offense is just clicking. Yeah. Uh, they have still one of the best offensive lines in the league. Yeah. Defense, I don't think it's questionable. It's a little worse. I think mm. a lot of it is on coaching, but they have uh, they have a really good. I mean, D line. They, they signed Limbaugh Joseph. They signed N N how do you say that? Damu Kongsu. Yeah, mid season as well. They still have Fletcher I think Clarkson. nobody says the end in the yeah, beginning. Okay, it's yeah. silent end at this okay, point. Yeah, yeah, Damu So yeah, they they have a lot of talent. Obviously, like old talent, but they have a lot of talent on the on the defense as well. One question mark to me is, is the safety, because I don't know what they can do with safety right now. That seems to be a, a question mark at the moment, because they had a... I, I, I think currently they have an undrafted free agent starting at a strong safety, Reed Blankenship. And he has actually looked pretty solid, but he got injured 
Oh no, he's actually listed free safety. Okay, but still, yeah, yeah. he's at one of the safety spots with Marcus Epps, and he has looked like decent, especially for a UDFA. I actually had him on my radar as well, um, coming out of college. Cause, the draft for the yeah, draft. Like I had him as a bit of dra- uh, mm-hmm. draftable grade because I, I watched him not like this draft season, but like in 2021 because I thought he was gonna come out that year, mm-hmm. and then he decided to go back to school, and then came out this year. I thought it was a good pickup. He seems to have been playing pretty well. Uh, but when he got injured, they put in Kevin Wallace, yeah. who is in his third year, and he just looks lost out there. So yeah. if they have to start him, uh, or like unless they, they sign someone, or uh, I don't know what they're going to do. They cannot start Kevin, Kevin Wallace because he's, yeah. he, he's just not good. Mm-hmm. But it does the job thus far, the defense. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like They, like they still have a, a good defense. I mean... Corner, the, the, their cornerback duo, for example, is one of the best in the league, I think, with Darius Slay and James Bradbury. Oh, yeah. I, I, I had I've, been a, I I've been a James understand. Bradbury fan for a long time. I don't understand I what the Giants were thinking with that. Yeah. When they let James Bradbury go. Like, I know it, it was mainly about the contract, I think, because yeah. you know, it, it, it was the safe cap space, but, man. And before that, the Panthers also. Yeah. I think, yeah, was it like Bradbury was like a top 5 to 10 cornerback? Like two years ago, and then last year it was like kind of like an off year, but it's, he was still okay. And then they just release yeah. him now. I think uh, his last year up. with the Panthers, he had a, an allowed passer rating through the air under 80. Yeah, it's, I mean. You know what that means. Yeah, uh, I mean, 18 or 80? Under 80. It can't be under 18, okay. of course. I mean, under 18 is like... With the yeah, it's, it's, I think it's impossible. The yeah. Around, yeah. I think it's impossible. Yeah, but that's still, Richard that's still Sherman had like the greatest... Uh, the greatest uh, allowed passer rating in the history of the playoffs, and it was like thirty something. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think that's about if you like if the quarterback kept, keeps throwing the ball to the ground, it like for every play the the, the QBR would be like. I think there's a minimum for I think there's like a that, minimum yeah. for the passer rating. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, the defense gets the job done so far. Like, I don't think they are gonna lose a game because of the defense. Uh, it could be because of them, but at the moment, I, I, I don't see any other team that's as, like, solid in, in all, like, three aspects of the of the ball as the Eagles. Like, they have a really, really strong offense. Yeah. They have a solid defense and a special team. Yeah. Obviously, it's nothing to worry about. Uh, spe- like, there have been some problems with the, with the kick returner, but... I'm sure they yeah, figured that out. That's too small of, a, that's of an element of the team. game. I yeah. mean, that's, that's for every team. I guess, yeah. like, come on. Yeah. Philadelphia. Even I have even I have admitted that they're no longer the 2020 okay. Steelers in my eyes. They're I uh, I, I see them as a legitimate legit, favorites yeah, I now. I think they're a legit contender. Yeah, for sure. yeah. But I was excited about Philadelphia from from the very off season. Between free agents in the draft, they're one of the teams that improved the most even before the year. So you could the, yeah. you could foresee that improvement. I definitely agree. Like I think before the season, if I looked at like simply the, the yeah. rosters itself, the, the Eagles easily had a top five roster. Yeah. I obviously didn't account for uh, Jalen Hurts. Yeah. I didn't count him into the yeah, to be that good. Yeah, yeah. Like I didn't expect him to be that good, but now I mean, you see, solid, solid team, yeah. really good quarterback. Yeah. What can go wrong? I mean, in one of the most improved teams, most of that, to a big extent at least, from the the starting roster, most of that started with the AJ Brown trade oh, in the in the uh, at the beginning of the draft. Is that the best trade this year? In the I'm NFL? trying to think about the trades, but I mean, it's definitely not the Russell Wilson trade. 
definitely not trades involving a, a, a person called Russell. Yeah. Because I've heard the Russell Westbrook trade. In, I don't watch NBA, but I've heard that trade also didn't go very well. Oh yeah, well, that was that happened I with think, the Houston two, Rockets two, or two years or, ago. Yeah. With Wizards. No, I don't know. I don't know. I think you, it you, you can tell me. Yeah, yeah. Washington yeah. Wizards. Yeah. But it it is probably the best trade so far. I mean, I, I like I, I can't think of a lot of other trades at the moment. Yeah. Like a big trades that happened, but it's easily one of the best. I mean, I I do not understand the point of view of the Titans GM, uh, ex GM, because he got fired yeah, actually yeah, last yeah. week after the game. Like, yeah. <laughs> so they played the, the the Titans played the Eagles. Uh, AJ Brown put on a show, <laughs> and then the poor uh, GM John John, I don't know what he's called, something Robinson. Uh, he got fired after the game, like two days after the game. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if it was just because of that. You can p- point to a lot of other things. Because their drafts have been less less than less than good, to be honest. Like in 2020, they drafted a tackle in the first round that played for special team snaps uh, before getting cut. Isaiah Wilson. Uh, even last year, they their first round pick, Caleb Farley, has been constantly injured. He cannot get on the field. Dylan Radens from like his second pick, second year, second round pick from last year. He just started to get on the field, but in the first year and a half, it was a struggle for him to play either guard, either right tackle. Uh, so yeah, it, their free agency moves as well. I mean, they signed Bud Dupree to a big contract. Mm-hmm. That hasn't worked out that well. It's just, I, like, I understand why they fired the GM. He made some bad decisions, but mid-season, I, I don't really see, see the point of firing the general manager. I mean, yeah. What is that gonna help you with you, during I mean, the, the season? Nothing, because you, you yeah, don't I mean, you don't I mean, make moves. Yeah, the Titans are on the verge of winning the AFC South. Yeah. Now they started to lose games. The Jags are coming yeah. up. They could be there, obviously. But I still think the Titans will take the division and make the playoffs. I, I yeah. I mean, it, it, it is. The, the Titans have been. They've had their flaws this year, but they're by no means. They they uh, they are a very well coached team, I would say. Mike Rabel deserves a lot of credit because that if you look at the depth chart for the Titans, it's not good. Like it's not it's not like their their offensive line uh, has had injuries all all season long. Their receiving core is probably one of the worst in the league. Mm-hmm. I mean Robert Woods is yeah he, he hasn't he been as it utilized this year. Oh yeah, but he also came back from the. Uh, Tony CL as well mm-hmm. from last season, yeah. so and he's also like getting up there in age, so for him it's tough to be I think the number one receiver. Yeah. They also pay like like his contract uh, is also something similar that they wanted to offer to AJ Brown, which is why they traded AJ wow. Brown because AJ Brown asked for like a four-year, hundred million contract, which he actually yeah. ended up getting from the Eagles. Uh, and the Titans just didn't want to pay him that, so that's why they decided wow. to trade him. And then they drafted Traylon Burks with the first round pick that they got, and he has not been healthy a lot. But in recent weeks, he yeah. has looked pretty solid. When he has played, he's been good. Yeah, but other than that, you don't have anyone. You have you yeah. you, you have Derrick Henry, but he's not a, an option in the receiving game. Yeah. So you don't have any other receivers. It's, the receiving game is not an emphasis ends. at all. Yeah, but it should be like you cannot just go. You with have the run you need game. balance. I'm also and also if you're that. gonna go with uh, or if you're gonna focus on the run game. You need to have a much better line. Like their run blocking, like the the their offensive line as a unit, is decent in run blocking, but you can't just have a like linemen who are good at run blocking. Like or like you actually have to run the ball like all the time. Because then the reason why the Titans use so much play action is because uh, 
yeah, like regular like straight up pass protection, but uh, but the QB just drops back. Bring the shotgun on the center. The Titans are just not good at it. And like their left tackle that they traded for uh, from the Panthers, Dennis Daly, has been one of the worst players in the entire league. Like uh, <laughs> I've seen on on social media, their fans absolutely despise that man. Like it's it's actually crazy how much hate he gets. But he has been a turnstile. So yeah, I mean you you gotta you gotta figure out the, that roster because you have a lot of like star players on that team, yeah. but overall like the depth and a lot of the starters are just adequate at best. So yeah, you can't you can't win a lot of playoff games with that yeah. team. Yeah, seems like they overperformed when you look at their roster. Yeah, yeah I mean, even Tannehill. I mean, I think Tannehill is solid, but he's never like he's not he's not a quarterback. He's, that he's, he's not gonna, gonna go gonna up here yeah. from here. Yeah, I mean. His his best year was probably the first year after the, he got traded, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. He, ever since that, he's been like okay. I guess. But he's never really had huge responsibilities. He's always need to keep low risk, low turnover, uh, low oh, yeah. low amount of turnovers to 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 make the game comfortable for Derrick Henry. Yeah, I mean most of the Titans game is about Derrick Henry, and then if like even on certain downs, a lot of times if they bring in their backup running back, they usually just utilize them. To, in the passing game, they, they can't really use the receivers, as, as I said, because they don't get open, they don't have talented receivers. And also, uh, like, yeah, the, like we talked about the offense, but that defense as well, like, it's it's not good. Yeah. <laughs> they have Jeffrey Simmons as a, as a defensive tackle, who is one of the best in the league. But other than that, they don't have a lot of talent on that roster or on that defense. Oh, the defense has struggled a lot. Yeah. Yeah. To, to close out the, the topic about the Eagles, you remember 2017, um, it was a historic year for Philadelphia, sorry here for the, the city of Philadelphia. We cannot, we cannot help but make comparison between this team and that. Is this team better than that team? Hmm. It's, it, that's, a, that's a really tough question. Because I, like the first thing that comes to my mind is trying to compare the quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. In, in yeah. but first of all, Carson Wentz. Difficult to the, difficult to compare because c- he didn't play the whole season. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think the team as a whole uh, might just be better. I, yeah. I think I think they are better. Like yeah. Nick Foles, Nick Foles, the performance that he put on in the playoffs is not something that a lot of quarterbacks could have done. Like even yeah. for it, like it's not not it, that performance wasn't crazy for Nick Foles. It was crazy for any quarterback. Okay. Really, I don't think you can probably like replicate yeah. that if you tried it again. I want to see them obviously in the playoffs, like how, how the Eagles play. But I think this team is might be more talented, and you have a lot more upside with Jalen Hurts compared mm-hmm. to oh, like with Vance is tough to tell. But the the Hurts is upside in the in the running game or as mm-hmm. a running threat is just like an extra yeah. extra option for the yeah. Eagles to utilize. So. I don't. I don't know if they're necessarily better. I think they might. They are. They are a more dangerous team. Yeah. I. I would. If I were an NFL team, I'd rather play the 2017 yeah. version. I think. And their receiving corps at the time they had Zach Hurts, but the receivers weren't that good. The receivers. It was like old Alshon Jeffrey, old Deshaun Deshaun yeah. Jackson. I think. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't. The old that dogs. Great. Yeah. <laughs> dogs. It, it wasn't. It wasn't that good of a core. And now you have AJ Brown. You have. They want this space. Well, Dallas Goddard, yeah. really good tight end. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. The, the, like, the Eagles' offense is insanely talented. Yeah. Like, yeah. 
yeah. Big things coming for the Philadelphia Eagles, perhaps, but also uh, nothing is yet sure in their own division. The Dallas Cowboys are still in, in the chase. They're 10-3 and three and they beat the Houston Texans. Very special. I, I really want especially to make sure that we talk about this game because some, some, some of the people who are listening or watching us might not know that, but 92% of the people who, who listen to season one of the podcast are from the Dallas-Fort Worth area. Um, and now they have something to celebrate this year. They beat the Houston Texans 27-23 in a game that n- nobody expected to be that close because the Texans are 1-11-1. Yeah, I mean, like we can start off with the Texans really quick. They are like plain and simple, not a good team. Uh, if you if you look at their team once again, they probably have the least amount of talent out of any team yeah. in the league. Like if you like if you think about it, who is a star on the Houston Texans? The only guy I, I can think Damian of. I would say Pierce, but he's not a star. Yeah, because he's but he's a rookie. Yeah, it's kind yeah. of like tough. I think he's gonna be really good. Like yeah. I, and I he's like, improving like yet. Pierce. One se- less than a season, he's yeah, not. Uh, but I do like Damian Pierce, but really the yeah. only guy I could think of is Laramie Tunsil. The left their left tackle yeah. is really yeah. the only like actual star player that they have and I if I, I watched I couldn't watch the whole game but I watched like a part of it and I remember he had like back-to-back um, four starts I think uh, on Could be. one of the drives and when, when the Texans still had the lead so that kind of like had also uh, Dallas getting the win Dallas didn't play well like that deck was uh, yeah I mean if you look at the numbers it doesn't look like Horrible. He was accurate, more or less, but he had two yeah. interceptions, which yeah. is a very big handicap. Also, I mean, one of the interceptions uh, was of the hands of Noah Brown, so you can't mm-hmm. really blame him for that. But he, like, I guess the Houston Texans, you, sh- you, you should look better, as especially as yeah. a contender. Especially as against the defense, as terrible as there. Yeah. Yeah. Also, their defense, I mean, yeah, the, the defense needed some big plays as well to win this game. Like, Demarcus Lawrence had a what certain goal stop I think, think or like certain short stop as well at the end yeah, of the game the end, yeah yeah like if, if that for they, they get back the ball yeah, to, yeah. To if, if it wasn't for that the Texans might have won this game they would have t- t- taken a t- two position lead yeah. yeah like this this was a real scare for the Cowboys and I don't think they're gonna play any of, any of the bad teams this close throughout mm-hmm. the year I think they, they're gonna learn from this but yeah this this definitely causes some concerns for Cowboys fans. Also, they have lost like some talent this year. Uh, they just lost their starting right tackle yesterday. It was announced. Darren Steele tore his ACL again, so he's out for the season. Tyron Smith's uh, left tackle is still not back. He's going to get activated, I think, soon. But also, they have lost one of their starting cornerbacks, um, Anthony Brown, last week for the season. Like They, have a, they just have a really bad injury luck this year. Uh, I don't like with the Eagles winning probably winning the NFC East uh, the Cowboys are most likely going to get the 5 seed because they mm-hmm. pro- they have the best record out of any of the teams that are not going to win their division so with that they will play the winner of the NFC South Yeah, and we all know the, the NFC the South is maybe, yeah. po- probably the Buccaneers yeah but yeah. the NFC South is just ugly this year I mean we saw Brock Purdy beating I <laughs> think I usually you can you can say your opinion about it, but I th- I usually the playoffs are just bunch of randomness. They're so close because they're uh, knockout stage winner. Every single game is a winner take out takes all. So it's a very small sample size, and the error can occur at a very very often. 
deviation from the actual end result can occur very often. It means that the, the, the worst team, if, if you play 16 games and the one team is good and the other team is bad, uh, the bad team can very often win in a winner-take-all game. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm not saying if they get the box in the playoffs that they're going to be, like, yeah. complete. Like, they, they yeah. are probably the favorites, but I wouldn't write yeah. down the box, but especially was, with Tom Brady. Like, what I was trying to say that I think this game in particular, the NFC South is so bad that I, I think that the Cowboys... I would predict that the Cowboys are going to win this game against whoever from the NFC South. Oh, like, I, I do agree, but I don't think it's going to be if, like... Even with, even, like even with the element of randomness, I don't see... I think those teams are incredibly bad. Like, it's so like it's so weird because... Like, you look at the NFC South, the all, all the records, yeah. and you see that it's bad, but it gets worse on, uh, when you realize that the, each of the teams play the other teams in their division six times a year. Yeah. So a lot of their wins just come from beating each other. Like it's it's they're not beating anyone else outside <laughs> yeah, true, the division. Yeah. Like yeah. the Bucks look competent at the beginning of the season, like kind of competent, but now they have just completely disappeared. I think yeah. a lot of it is coaching. Like it's kind of the same theme as last year. Like you, yeah, you lost Gronk. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Fournette has been benched. Yeah. He's not the same, and yeah. you don't have. Uh, I think. Oh yeah, you lost like two of your guards. And Brady's throwing the ball around forty-five times a game. This is not a recipe for for wins, like, for yeah. winning form. I don't like Rashad White. They have been starting to use him more. Uh, he's he's decent, but then you have you still have Fournette. You have Gio Bernard. You could use in a passing game. You have running backs. Like use them. Like it's so predictable that Brady. Just, like I think most of the the defenses that play the box offense just know like it's mostly gonna be passing. Brady drops back. You gotta watch out for, well, Godwin and Evans, and that's about it. Like, yeah. who, who else is there? Yeah. Like, Julio Jones is old. He he yeah. has like one touchdown this season, I think. Yeah. Maybe. I think a lot of the defenses, yeah, just figured out the box offense, and they don't have a lot of uh, energy and a lot of spice in them. Like, mm-hmm. it's it's a very bland offense at the moment. Mm-hmm. So I, yeah. I think a lot of it is coaching. Like, obviously, losing Bruce Arians is a big thing for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, let's get back to Texans and Cowboys. Um, you see, Ezekiel Elliott and Tony Pollard have been really, really reliable duo on the ground this year. And Ezekiel Elliott, especially, it's interesting for a star who at, at one time was really, he, he wasn't really playing well. And for him to, go, to, to come back to form, you would think that he would like to play even, even as much as possible to get, um, to get, trust back to to his, uh, to to his name from around the NFL but does it look more better at the moment to stay with this um commit uh, running back by committee this I, running back I, as someone who is a, a Tony Pollard fan I would say that it is better I at the beginning of the season I was actually on the on the I actually had the opinion that Tony Pollard should be the full-time starter over the Zeke mm-hmm. because a lot of people have made, made that it's case. Been, yeah. Like he's been a better running back since like 2020. Like, and if you see Tony Pollard play, you can see that he's so talented. He would start on like 25 other teams. <laughs> uh, I understand why they keep playing Zeke, and he has picked it up this year. So yeah. I'm not saying they should bench him at all. I I, I do, and and I, and I like the fact that he he's playing well this year. I'm happy for Zeke. Because he got criticized a lot because of the contract mainly, which is really isn't his fault. Like that's not not the player's fault that he got signed to that contract. But but yeah, I wouldn't bench Tony Pollard either. Like you, I think you have to play both of them. I, like this is perfect because you can run the ball about thirty times a game. Yeah. You keep both of them fresh. They both produce yeah. and uh, a decent O line. Yeah, I, I think they should stick with this format. 
Like especially if one of them gets injured, none of them are gonna come in with like cold hands. So mm -hmm. they're still gonna like be in the rhythm. They're gonna know yeah. the offense. They played them with them, and they also will have confidence. So I think it's just a better option to have both of them available. Mm -hmm. and just play them how you how you see it. Yeah. Okay. The the scene is the following: the Houston Texans, and the time is the twenty twenty three off season. Let's let's imagine that you hypothetically you have the running game figured out with Damon Pierce for now. I yeah. mean, maybe you had need backups, but he's good I, for now. I, I, I would say just real quick, sorry. Yeah, of course, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, like, they, they picked up Eno Benjamin from the waiver wire. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. The Cardinals released him. I think he's a solid backup. I don't think you have to necessarily touch running back at, at all in, in next year's draft, especially since yeah. you can always find free agents yeah. who can be solid options. So, yeah, I think the running game is figured out. So Yeah. Yeah, running game looks very good for next year and for the, for the time to for future for years to come. Which do you address first, passing game or uh, I put it different like, way, quarterback or wide receiver? Ah, uh, has to be quarterback, especially mm -hmm. if they get a, like top three draft pick, which looks very likely. I think they have to go quarterback. Uh, I'm I'm very early in the in the evaluation. I've only watched like I think six quarterbacks this year, but I mainly watched the top one, top ones though. Like yeah, but uh, I do like at least two of them. I think Bryce Young from Alabama is gonna be the one that they are actually gonna go with if yeah. they get the number one pick. Uh, there's a lot of discussion going about uh, about the the draft uh, eligible quarterbacks this year because in 2024 there's gonna be like a ridiculous amount of quarterback talent in the draft. So many people feel like their teams would be better off not drafting a quarterback this year, even though like someone like mm -hmm. Bryce Young is. A really good prospect because then next year you're gonna, you're gonna have Caleb Williams available you have Jake May available uh, and a couple other but I just can't think of anymore right now but yeah but yeah uh, if I'm the Texans I think it's a no-brainer you have to pick Bryce Young you, you still have a lot of other picks beef of the defense because you need it you gotta yeah you need the receiver still because you don't have anyone there <laughs> Mm -hmm. Nico Collins, but even Nico Collins is like Chris Moore had ten receptions in this game. Yeah, Chris Moore has been playing a lot, but <laughs> I don't know. I see if he's a long-term option. They also picked up uh, Amari Rodgers after we released him. That's a sad story. I think we should. Uh, I'm gonna get back yeah, to that for the, for the, for the Packers. Talk yeah. about the Packers. Well, yeah, that's a sad story. I'm happy he has his first touchdown and he's being used. Yes, he didn't score a single touchdown for the Packers. Okay, no. let's leave it for. for at a point, he had more career fumbles than catches this season, <laughs> in like oh, week man. five or six. <laughs> yeah, it was bad. Very sad indeed. So yeah. Um, lastly, tomorrow, December twenty fifth, I believe, or hold on. Okay, this is this is a, this is as close to a fail as you're gonna see. But uh, no, today. Later today, Eagles, of course, this Cowboys. is uploaded in the in the morning. Later today, at um, on the Fox game of the week, the Cowboys play the Eagles, the the biggest rivalry perhaps in the NFL, with even more significance this year. Two um, really good teams going at it. Maybe for the division, it might be decided until then. I mean, yep. I think the, the Eagles have a two-game lead now. Yeah, two game, twelve and one so against ten and three. Maybe if the Eagles lose one until then, that it could be for the division. But yeah, it's a, it's an exciting game, and uh, there's going to be a lot of attention in, on it as yeah. well. And whoever wins that game is going to be in a really good position for the players. Yeah. Not even just like seeding, seeding wise, but like confidence wise. Yeah. That you beat your rival like that in what week sixteen. Mm -hmm. I think yeah. 
really yeah. important game. Uh, I mean, <laughs> it's on Christmas, so I'm not. Sh- I- I'm gonna watch it a bit. But Christmas Eve. Yeah. It, it makes it even more difficult. Cause yeah, like Christmas in Eve, Europe, like, you. That's yeah. not the first. Yeah, thing. for us, it's uh, we're, we're with family on Christmas. Eve, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll see. Family can wait. You yeah. know, because Cowboys yeah. always see twice. <laughs> no, I'm definitely gonna watch it because this is gonna be one of the rare occasions where I have time to watch the late games. Because this year it's been very busy. Oh, no, I have I never mean, watched yeah. the late games. Oh yeah, with school as well. I can like last year. I, I I stayed up for a lot of the night games as well, yeah. but which were at like two a.m. Yeah, which for like you European said for fans. Thursday night football, right? Yeah, Thursday yeah. night and sometimes Monday night. I also you mentioned Tuesday night football in college football. Mm. I think so. Yeah, I I, I used, to <laughs> yeah, I did watch college football as well until like four or five uh, a.m. last year, but not this year. Like I tried to watch it for a while, but yeah, after a while I just get tired or something. And mm-hmm. just, can watch it, but yeah. And it's certainly all about the passing, the Eagles passing game against the Dallas uh, passing defense. Which one comes out on top? I think I think the Eagles have a better uh, offense than the the Cowboys have uh, passing defense, which is like, oh, oh, I want to see first um, Calvin, Calvin Joseph. I think he's the he's the cornerback that has to step in uh, because of the injury. They basically have a new boundary cornerback. For the Cowboys because of the injury, uh, and I, I, I just wonder how they're gonna match up with Devonta Smith and AJ Brown. I mean, that's two really dangerous weapons, and he can double both of them, because then there's the yeah. run game. It's Miles yeah. Sanders and stuff. So last year, last week he proved he proved why. Yeah, I mean, the the good thing for the Cow- Cowboys is that they have some really really good players on the defense. I mean, Demarcus Lawrence, Michael Parsons, Trevon Diggs, yeah. uh, Leighton Von Rash has had oh. a resurgence this year. It's really yeah. nice to see. Yeah. He, he's he played really well against the Texans as well. Um, I still think the Eagles' offense is better than the Cowboys' mm-hmm. defense, but it's a good matchup. Like they. Yeah. The, the Cowboys have really good safety room as well. Um, they like to utilize a lot of three safeties as well, and they have three really good safeties this year. So it could be a good matchup. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I honestly don't know. I, I, I would go with the Eagles, just maybe, maybe because at the moment they're a better team, but mm-hmm. it's, it's a really interesting matchup. So Yeah, yeah. A great, a great game. This is definitely one of the games of the, <clears throat> one of the games of the season, not just of week 16 later today. But now I, I've really liked it. It's been more than an hour oh, I, and I, I, uh, I, I've, 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 I've enjoyed great discussion. I felt like I've, I've sat down and I've just enjoyed talking about football oh, with yes, a great so friend of I, mine. I rarely get to get the chance. To but talk now about we have to talk so. about the tough, the tough oh, discussions, right. the tough conversations. Okay, I'm going to load up. It's time for the Green Bay Packers, their future and their present. If you had to summarize the state of the franchise of the Green Bay Packers with one word, what would what would it be? One word at the moment. At the moment, yeah. The state of the franchise that includes a lot more than. I would say uncertain. uncertain. It's the first one that comes to my mind because you just, I think most fans would agree, you, we just truly don't know what's going to happen. Uh, we look. We had we, we had Rogers signing the big uh, contract extension this season. Which is kind of like he did sign the extension, but it's kind of like a year-to-year basis. Like he could probably leave the Packers at any moment. But the way the contract is set up, uh, the cap hit is insane. Like I have it pulled out out here, mm-hmm. but the cap hit is uh, this year. It's like thirty million, and it's gonna be the same next year. But after that, it jumps up to forty, and then like in the fifties, yeah. it's crazy. And he just takes up so much of the Packers' cap space that if if he stays in the team with this contract. 
we are kind of screwed. Yeah. But if he goes, we have so much dead cap that we're also screwed. So we don't really know what to see. On the other hand, we have Jordan Love, who based on reports, I don't know how true that is, but <laughs> there were reports that came out recently that if Rodgers is there next year, he's going to request a trade, mm-hmm. which I 100% understand. He was the first. But who would be willing to pick up that contract? Rogers' contract? Yeah. Which team would be willing to do that? I think there's a team, like, I think a team like the Jets would probably do it. Uh, yeah, but he, would, he, he wouldn't go to the Jets. I mean, it's not up to him, I guess. <laughs> no, it's He's a person, yeah. maybe you can provide more insight than me. He's a person who is described like the Le- close to the LeBron James of the NFL in the sense of that he, he really sometimes have, has even more say than the GM. Uh, it's been like if you remember all well, the, the the first time all the rumors came up about Rogers that he has he's displeased with the organization and mm-hmm. stuff like that. I think that was uh, during the 2021 draft when mm-hmm. it came out. Ever since then, uh, I think Rogers has gotten a lot more um, like insight into the organization and a lot of the roster moves. He actually gets asked about like roster moves like. I, the reason they traded for Randall Cobb like two yeah. years ago wasn't because oh yeah we need Randall Cobb. He's it's very vocal even without people asking him. Yeah. <laughs> in, <laughs> the, in, the off, in the preseason, he 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 started complaining about that just out of out of, uh, out of the blue. Just yeah. Real press conference. He was like he he he, he talked about. He almost seemed like he was making the the best possible effort to make to embarrass people uh, with whom he worked in the organization. Yeah, I mean, I f- I to make uh, to try to make their names black. Uh, that's the metaphor. Uh, maybe there's a better metaphor to do that. Is the, do you mean like players or like the uh, no, people like within the organization? Also, uh, oh, like, yeah, yeah. Like mostly Murphy. the GM because uh, because he doesn't have yeah, yeah, a yeah. supporting cast. Yeah, I mean, I understand his frustration. Obviously, I'm, you're not gonna come out there and say that like straight up uh, against your yeah. or. Uh, like GM and coach, I but I do understand where he's coming from because the way the Packers have uh, not cared about the the receiver position is 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 like actually insane. Like if you if you look at their last few draft classes, I pulled it up. 2018, they drafted a receiver in the fourth round, and then they drafted Wallace Scantling and Equinemius mm-hmm. and Brown, fifth and sixth round. 2019, no receivers drafted. 2020, no receivers drafted. This is the Jordan Love yep. year. I especially want to yeah. take, a, take a moment on this draft class later. But yeah, 2019, you had a receiver drafted in the third round uh, called Amari Rogers, who has since been cut because the Packers kept putting him back to be a kick returner or punt returner yeah. and he fumbled the ball like six times already this year <laughs> so instead of using him trying to use him as a receiving option they kept putting him back and when he failed instead of trying him at receiver they cut him uh, which I still don't understand I, I still disagree with the decision of cutting him because he never properly uh, he never got the proper opportunity to play on their offense and I like, I love Randall Cobb, this is nothing against him, but that trade last year for Randall Cobb kind of, I think is the reason why, or, or almost also is part of the reason why Amar Rogers failed, because Amar Rogers is basically a slot threat or like more of a gadget type receiver. He's not an outside receiver, he just doesn't have the size for that. And so they drafted him to be a slot weapon. And then 
but uh, a week before, like last week of August, they traded for Randall Cobb, I guess as a mentor for Amar Rodgers, but that also meant that Amar Rodgers would get no playing time the first mm-hmm. year, and you could see that he got barely any playing time. It was all Randall Cobb instead of him, and I don't know if that killed his confidence or if, if it was the fumbles, I don't know why they kept putting him out there. Like they could clearly see that it was a failed experiment and they kept putting him out there, so it's, a lot of it is on coaching. So, so yeah, that, that was a fail. And then finally this year, we seem to have addressed the receiver position after we obviously traded away Devante Adams. Yeah, uh, yeah, we got Christian Watts, Romeo Dubes, or Dobbs actually, I think, two promising receivers this year. I mean, both of them mm-hmm. have shown flashes. And then one more in the seventh round. But yeah, overall, we just have not drafted a lot of receivers in the past five years. Uh, our current general manager, Brian Gudekunst, took over in 2018, I think. I, I listed all the drafts that he's had ever since. And it's not just the receiver position, to be honest. Like There have been so many misses. In the third round, we haven't drafted a single impact player mm-hmm. in the last five years. Last year, as I mentioned, Amber Rogers was a third round pick. This year, our third round pick, Sean Ryan, who's an offensive lineman, he was inactive for most of the games. And then a couple of weeks ago, he got suspended for PEDs, I think. Yeah. So he seems to be going down on the the same old sort of jumping. Yeah. Yeah. Man, you're really going all in. I had a warm-up question for you, but oh, you sorry, went all sorry. in. Uh, no, no, no. Let's let's continue with the contract. Uh, quote by Mike Forio. He's, uh, maybe you know him. He, uh, he Pro Football Talk on NBC. He's a Vikings fan. That's what I'm going to say. He constantly trashes the Packers. Oh, really? Packers. Yeah. So yeah. And I also, like <laughs> also rise for Pro Football Talk. Yeah, yeah. I know. Previously, the concern was that Rodgers would retire or try to force his way to a new team. Currently, or more accurately, soon, the Packers will have to worry about uh, about that Rodgers will stay. His current contract was negotiated to give him the power to walk away without financial consequence after 2022 or 2023. It wasn't written to make it easy for the Packers to choose to pull the plug on the, rela- on the relationship. Although the contract is complicated, the simple reality is that Rodgers will be gone only if he wants to. If he wants to stay, he's staying. And he's he'll be getting paid a lot of money whether he's playing or not from financial circumstances from the circumstances of the salary cap just how how big of a setback is uh, the the contract it's a huge setback uh uh like the 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 extension had to happen if they wanted budgets to stay which i do understand but it also probably set the franchise back multiple years. And if like if Rogers doesn't play at an MVP level, it's just simply not worth that contract because other than that, like we don't have any cap space. Like you, you saw I showed you like yep. a couple minutes ago how his cap space impacts the team. It's just so much. I mean, a lot of the reasons why Devante Adams had to be traded is because we didn't have money to extend him. Mm-hmm. And obviously he wanted to play with Derek Carr as well because they are college teammates, but we just don't have, didn't have the money to get anything, mm-hmm. and that has been going on for like at least two years, and it's gonna go happen for the next two years. We can barely sign any free agents because we don't have the money for that. Um, we can give out a lot of big contracts. We do resign like our own players, that like the star players. We just gave Jair Alexander a big contract to make him the highest paid cornerback in the season, and he has been playing like uh, let's just say mediocre. Um, mm-hmm cornerback this year which once again he's not to blame or like he's just a part of the uh, blame because it once again comes down to coaching to me because a lot of, like we, we can talk about a lot about the, the Rogers contract and uh, and how it impacts the team but there would be less way less talk about this if the Packers were actually good 
Yeah. And a lot of it is not on Rodgers. Like, obviously, he hasn't played at an elite level this year. But you also kind of have to see what weapons he has been mm-hmm. working with. Yeah. The offensive line has had a lot of question marks, especially in the first half of the year. It was basically never the same O-line. Um, there was this one guard, once again, Royce Newman. He was a fourth-round pick uh, last year. They kept putting him out there, out there uh, a try guard for like the first six or seven weeks of the season. Everyone, everyone could see that he's a turnstile. He was not good in pass protection. He was not good in uh, run blocking. He was just out there doing nothing. And then they finally benched him. And ever since that, the O-line has been performing well. Color me shocked. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I, I, I like Metla Flores a, a lot, but he's, it feels like he has started to become a bit stubborn. I don't know if this is just a coaching thing that happens after a couple of years. Because ever, like, ever since he became the head coach, this is really the first year that the Packers have struggled. So yeah. it's kind of a new thing for all the fans and everything. Yeah. Like with Matt up, up until up until here, the yeah. end of last year, everybody would call them uh, even call before brilliant. The se- even so before not the season. brilliant, but very good. No, uh, before the season, I would call him brilliant. Even now, like his play calling isn't that bad, but the decisions that he makes, like for example, he kept the de- defensive coordinator this year, Joe Barry, who is absolutely disastrous. Like. <sighs> As someone who has hyped up the defense so much in the preseason, it pains me to watch them because it's such a bad scheme. I mean, you have so many talented players on the defense. You have so many. You have so many first-round picks spent on that defense. That was the the excuse from a lot of Packers fans. Oh, the reason we don't have weapons, uh, or we don't don't draft uh, receivers in the first and second round, is because we kept investing in defense. And look at our defense now. It's so great now. Top five. It's not. But based on the talent we have, it should be top five. I mean, yeah, obviously we lost Rashawn Gary for the season, so that sucks. But I don't know if I curse, sorry. But no, don't worry. <laughs> okay. Uh, I did. I did that in the teaser, so oh, I, okay, okay. Uh, the precedent has been set. Okay. Uh, but uh, oh yeah, I lost my thought process. <laughs> no, it happens. Happens very often to me as well. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. So the yeah. defense. Uh, yeah. So going back, we have so many first round picks invested in that defense. We have so many big contracts invested in that defense, and yet they underperform. No one has really stood out on the defense. Like last year, we had the linebacker Devonder Campbell, who was an All Pro. He got a contract extension, and this year he has looked mediocre. Preston Space has been underwhelming after getting a new contract. The safety duo has been genuinely one of the worst in the league, which is. So sad to see because I, I was I, I'm a huge Darnell Savage fan, uh, and I, I loved him a lot coming out of the draft, and I I was a big believer in him ever since this year, but he he's just he's just not good, which is which is very sad, uh, and also Adrian Amos has a, had a complete fall off as well. I don't know if it's because he's getting older. I mean he's still only technically 29, but. This season he has not been good, and it's just the whole defense. I mean, are, I, it, that's why it's tough to kind of blame the, the players on defense because everyone is underperforming. So we just don't really know what to what to think, uh, other than just getting firing the DC. There's no other option because mm-hmm. you cannot improve with keeping him by keeping him. You certainly cannot get worse by firing him. Like mm-hmm. we already gave up. But like, I, don't, I don't know if you remember the Eagles game, for example, two two weeks ago maybe. Yeah. Uh, I think it was Monday night. For Monday. I think so, but yeah. Yeah. So we played a decent game. It was a fun game. We had a solid offense. We put up like thirty points, I think. But our defense. Yeah, just it was. A, it was a 
the one possession game. Yeah, game, yeah. Uh, like 10 points maybe at the end. Or I something think like se- that. Se- uh, 10, maybe 10, I think. Yeah, yeah, I don't remember the end, but we had, we put up like 30 points, and but they just put up 40. They had uh, so so many rushing yards, like I think 400 mm-hmm. plus rushing yards in a game. That's that's so crazy. That That's a lot. We cannot tackle. We, we cannot stop the run. We cannot uh, do anything in pass defense because Joe Barry keeps playing once again. Very soft zone coverage. Um, which, uh, the the problem with zone co- like I, I don't have a problem with zone coverage in general because it can work if you have if you have good scheme around it and good players. The thing is the Packers have two the two main cornerbacks the Packers have Jay Alexander and Eric Stokes. They are both man cornerbacks. Uh, they they are used to playing man coverage. They press a lot and Joe Barry just doesn't allow them to go and press. Which like like I don't know how much you watch the Packers, mm-hmm. for example, last year. But Jair Alexander is one of the best press corners in the league. Like yeah. if he goes up there, he is so physical at the line line of scrimmage. And the, he caught my attention all the way back in 2018. I remember against he, the Rams he, yeah, that he, game. He, he was crazy. Good. Like he if he if he plays on the line, he gets TFLs or like tackles for losses yeah. so often. Like or he just gets the tackle behind the line of scrimmage so often because he recognizes the plays really well and Joe Barry just doesn't allow him or anyone else on the defense to play to their strengths mm-hmm. so yeah it's just a complete disaster uh yeah yeah um you mentioned so nobody would be talking about Aaron Rodgers's contract if the Packers were actually good okay, no, it's difficult nobody, it's yeah, difficult but. it's difficult for uh for a team to be good when they're playing for when they're paying incredible amount of money for one player but they're not really Paying for a supporting cast around him. Explain to me the financial justification for letting Devante Adams go, but paying crazy money for Aaron Rodgers. Okay, so the thing is, I wouldn't even say like at the moment, Rodgers is his contract or, or the the cap hit is is not like a horrible thing for the like mm-hmm. for the team at the moment. Like, our, as I said, a lot yeah. of our starters on defense and offense as well are draft picks, so they're still on the rookie contract. Yeah. And the guys who are on like bigger contracts who resign are usually like actual like yeah. stars or considered superstars. But it's going to have ramifications beyond those three years of the contract. Oh yeah, but for the Packers, the void they, years. They, yeah, they are thinking with Rodgers right now. They they want to keep the back-to-back MVP around, obviously. So they just gave him that contract. Obviously, Rodgers had the leverage in that contract negotiation. So the contract was never going to look good for us, even though the report said it initially came out that it's going to be a team-friendly deal. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like, no, it's not. Uh, it's team-friendly only in the short term. Yeah, for, for two years, but after yeah. that, what's going to happen? We don't know. Uh, and one of those years is already wasted. Yeah, and, and that's the thing. You, uh, there's, there's been a lot of dis- discussion going, about, going around about uh, potentially starting Jordan Love. For the rest of the year. Yeah, we're gonna talk about that uh, real quick. So oh, okay, just go go on real quick. But oh no, I can. You like, go into detail in the next one. Oh, that we can we yeah. can just go on. Okay, we can just continue yeah. There. Okay, we're, we're we're that's 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 actually the conversation we're hitting. But first, I have a video for you. Mm. A very polarizing figure. I'm going to. I'm, I'm just going to start the, a second of the video. I want to see your reaction when you see who the person is. Right. And then after that, I'll pause in order to, to change the, 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 the scene here okay. on OBS. But... Offensive line, I thought, help. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
on uh, what is your opinion on Colin, Colin? Oh. For, uh, real quick well, I, I have a lot of friends who hate him yeah, out uh, of this world I, I don't watch him a lot simply because yeah. uh, he's he's very similar to the other guys like Skip Bayless he just spits out hot takes he doesn't actually watch games other than maybe like two three teams or like the the, the primetime games uh, yeah he just he's a, he just spits out hot takes so I, I don't mm -hmm. really care for him mm -hmm. Yeah, when I saw him, I obviously had the reaction like, oh my god, like, if you're talking football, I don't want to hear his opinion. <laughs> he doesn't talk anything. He only talks football and basketball. He never... Yeah, but, but even then, And like, the mainstream media never, they never talk about baseball. And oh, maybe, yeah. maybe deservedly so. Baseball isn't marketing itself well enough. Yeah, a lot of it is just because they get the views. Like, um, yeah. I don't know, like, I don't know if Skip Bayless, for example, even yeah. watches football yeah. other than the Cowboys. I watched those two shows. Undisputed, undisputed, mm. Shannon Sharp, Skip Bayless, oh, and Colin. I've watched them every single day, every single day when I was eighth and ninth grade. Oh, damn. That's when I got into the NFL, watched those two shows every single okay, day. But, like, as school. an introduction, I can definitely understand, but as someone who's been like following so closely, yeah, I yeah. could not watch it. Because they, lay, they yeah. lay out the storylines really well. And it just, like, <laughs> it, I, I just get so frustrated if I would watch them. Like, that's not true. Okay, that's not true. Yeah. No, no, that's not true. Like, Especially I, I, can't, I can't watch. Facts prove otherwise. Yeah. Especially Skip with the Cowboys. It's always... Also, also, how about them Cowboys? Did you see what happened like two days ago? No. Uh, between Skip Bayless and Shannon Sharp? No. Like, uh, oh, oh, it was after the, the Buccaneers game, after they mm -hmm. lost the, the Niners. Uh, so Skip Bayless like defended Brady once again because he obviously mm -hmm. defends Brady all the time, and they called out to Shannon Sharp saying that uh, uh, Brady is much better than him. That look at like I mean look at Brady, he's 45, mm -hmm. still playing. You were 35 and he had to retire, so mm -hmm. they kind of like called him out and stuff. Mm -hmm. Skip uh, and uh, Shannon Sharp got mad. Like if, if you don't like watch the video, it, it's 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 hilarious, but also like Skip mm -hmm. Skip Bayless is so annoying like come yeah. on like i know he gets paid to do this he is he, he just disrespected, disrespected the whole of famer to he defend was, Brady. he like, was worse when he was in ESP, uh, in uh, espn with Stephen a <laughs> yeah, yeah but it's, yeah, he's I mean, not that better right now uh i don't like skip obviously like yeah. he hates rogers as well yeah. so for me yeah. it's like yeah yeah i just dislike him yeah there, but. and calling much of the same deal video now up pretty well last night and gave Aaron Rodgers a lot of time to throw. He did not play particularly well. And I, um, I, with the Packers, I don't see a ton of light at the end of the tunnel. The division's getting much better. Minnesota and Chicago are better teams today than yesterday, better teams today than last year, and they both have what appears to be an excellent young coach. Aaron Rodgers' cap hit is incredibly punitive. Limits the flexibility of the franchise going forward. Green Bay is still obviously not... Uh, a real hot free agent market. A lot of dudes don't want to play there. And frankly, Matt LaFleur, I think, is an average head coach. I do, and I've been saying it for years. Aaron's talented, but he's 38, about to be 39. He's quirkier than he's ever been, less committed in the offseason than he's ever been, and he's more expensive than he's ever been. What Green Bay needed this year with all these young receivers was Aaron Rodgers' MVP level. And he has just been okay. And Rodgers in the last couple of years is just not as committed in the offseason, not as committed when it comes to his long-range plans. After last night, what do you think about getting booed? Interesting. Everything with him is vague. You don't get concrete answers. Are you playing next year? What are you doing in the summer? Can we trust you to work with the cap and your contract? 
What do you think about the reaction? It's always like, eh, interesting. I don't know. Maybe psychedelic to anyone. You got to give people answers. It's why Devontae Adams left. He didn't know what Aaron's plans were. Concrete. Feet on the ground. Give us an answer. Um, there's a real argument to be made, and I would make it this morning, that it is time to bench Aaron, keep him healthy. His thumb's been bothering him all year. Let's get Okay, we're, we're back here. Um, and then he went after this video, he, after after we cut the video, he went on to say, uh, to add also to test uh, jo what Jordan Love is capable of. But the, 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 the main point, there's a real argument to be made and I would make it, it's time to bench Aaron Rodgers. And Andres responds, how? So actually I was a bit surprised by the video because I, I agreed with a lot of what he said. He was actually not wrong with practically any of that. Uh, I I also do agree to a certain standpoint because I do want to see what Jordan Love can do. Uh, so I would like to see them benching Rodgers also because, yeah, as he said, he has a finger, he has the uh, finger injuries all, all season long. Now he had these ribs injured, I think, oh, sorry, uh, two, two weeks ago. Uh, yeah. It's four games. They're likely not gonna make the playoffs. I think until we have the chance, they're not gonna bench Rodgers. I think if we're mathematically out, I could see uh, a scenario where they just like start love because just because maybe increases trade value. Uh, I I don't know what the future is for Jordan Love because as we said, Rodgers kind of controls his own destiny. If he wants to stay, he will stay. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, it's 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 a very very tough situation right now for the Packers. Mm -hmm. I have blamed Brian Gutekunst a lot, especially for the past or, or like this year and whatever he did in the in the past off seasons. But he's he's in a really tough situation right now as well. So we're gonna see how he handles it because you you can't just like you can't bench Rodgers and then like keep him for next year. Mm -hmm. Like you can't bench him based on performance. You have to yeah. call it something else. You have to call it like maybe okay, like we were done for the year. Why started? The, why have the starter out there? You could have that, but you can't have him coming back after. Mm -hmm. four, and like if Jordan Love, let's say he plays the final three weeks, looks really good. What do you do next year? You have you have to pick up the fifth year mm -hmm. uh, option on Love. Yeah. Um, in in this off season, so you gotta decide on that if you're gonna yeah. do that and have him get what twenty million in in the in his fifth year. Or, and why why you also have Rodgers on his fifty million cap hit? Yeah, one of them has to be gone in this off season. I don't know which one is gonna be. I think Love is more. I, I think there's a better chance that Love is gone, but I think they're gonna they're gonna change. And you would be and, and you would be a little bit getting a fake hopes hopes up for Jordan Love because even if he plays well, you can't get rid of Rodgers next year that's, unless he wants to get out of the team. Yeah, th like I think he, you're you'll be gaslighting in a way. Jordan Love, I think uh, I think he also realizes that if he does play in the three weeks of, of three four weeks of the of the season, it's not necessarily just for the Packers starting spot. He's playing for a starting spot like full stop. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If like they, I think with the three games, they are either trying to see if he does actually have something. Like if like they constantly talk about that how he looks in practice and we saw his game the game where he's had to step mm -hmm. in i think it was also against the yeah. eagles he looked pretty good he actually looked very solid 
he should have had way better numbers as well but there were like a couple of drops uh, if they have something in him then I don't see the point of him them trading him if they like see in the 3-4 games that they have left that it's nothing special obviously it's just such a small sample size so you can't really make yeah. a decision based on that but I think there's a chance they could try to trade him mm-hmm. it's because it's like yeah I mean if I'm Jordan Love I do not blame him for wanting to get go out, get out if, if the reports are true mm-hmm. that he wants to trade like he was a first round pick. You cannot sit on the bench for four years. He yeah. he, he started what two games throughout his career. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's 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 a tough situation. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and you don't need that much time to learn from veterans. Patrick Mahomes, he he's, he 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 was on the bench for just oh, one yeah. year. Like Love isn't. And that on the was bench. that was more than that was more than enough. Yeah, Love isn't on the bench for three years because he needs yeah. to learn. It's because they drafted him when Rogers like in 2019 the Packers went 13 and three, but Rogers was like decent okay they've they weren't sure how long he's, he's gonna stay so they drafted love and then he got back to back mvps like mm-hmm. it's it's a really good situation but at, at the same time it's a horrible timing for the mm-hmm. Packers because like, at the time a lot of people kind of understood the pick even though it was like clowned a lot why would they go a quarterback but a lot of people understood the pick and now in like if you look back now a lot of, like most people just don't understand that decision why as to why they took a quarterback but if you were there at the time you would understand i was still like as a Packers fan i was really surprised and i was angry for taking a quarterback but like throughout the summer i realized that it might not be a horrible auction and i did like jordan love coming out i i don't know i, I like it's it's also a tough decision uh, because even I, as, as a fan, I don't know what I would do. Like, I, mm-hmm. I love Aaron Rodgers. He's been my quarterback ever since I started watching the NFL. And I would like, like, I would like to watch him as long as I can because I don't know how many years he does have mm-hmm. left. And he's truly one of the best quarterbacks mm-hmm. of all time. But at the same time, I, I would be very happy if Jordan Love was the Packers quarterback mm-hmm. for, the, mm-hmm. for the next, I don't know, five, ten years. I would be really happy if he was actually the guy, because simply because we do, wouldn't have to have another search for a quarterback. From what you've seen, from the very limited footage that you've seen, because he hasn't played that often, yeah. can, how how possible it is that he is the guy? Because for what it seems to me, from his style as a quarterback, he is not very. His talent is not on the passing side that much and usually need that to be your best element when you go to the NFL uh, it, I think it's a lot of evaluation because I think he started last year against the Lions maybe mm-hmm. there was one or two games that he started yeah. in those games he didn't look that good I mm-hmm. know I remember yeah. those games compared to the one where he played against the Eagles that was night and day like those are not the same quarterback he yeah. I, don't, like, I don't know if it actually took him three years but uh, his improvement in the passing game—I know it's very, like, once again, very, very small sample size. Yeah, the Eagles game, but he—he he was, he was awesome yeah, there. Like he—he yeah. he, not only like he didn't go for open receivers. He had—he made some really tough, really, really tough passes. Uh, if it wasn't for drops, I think his QBR would have been like close to perfect, yeah. or something like that. I—I yeah. uh, I would love to see him succeed. Yeah, I hope it's with us. Uh, I'm not sure if it's with us, but I, I, yeah, I don't know what the Packers are gonna do. Uh, I can't wait for the off season, mainly because of the draft mm-hmm. as well, because I love the draft. But 
we gotta figure something out because mm -hmm. this, yeah, as I said, we're just so uncertain at the at the time, especially with the Lions emerging, yeah. Vikings being quite good. Justin Fields is Justin Fields is awesome to be honest. Like I know I I know he still has his ways to go in the passing game, but as a as a running threat, he's already mm -hmm. like top five at least. <laughs> So yeah, the division is only gonna get tougher. So the Packers better figure out what they do. Yeah. From the point of crisis to the silver lining, there's a, a, a player who's been the positive, the positive uh, asset this year for the Packers, uh, Christian Watson. Man, if to stand out for the Packers. Yeah. Uh, if take if your opening shots. Yeah. You know, like if you if you would have asked me this or said to me this like two months ago, I would have laughed like. And I think until November he barely played. Uh, he dropped, I think, week one. He dropped that. Uh, he he got open on like his first snap. He beats one of the Vikings cornerbacks and he just dropped the ball. And I think that kind of like crushed his confidence a bit. And he also dealt with injuries. They weren't really using him a lot. They also um, tried to like use him more of a gadget player instead of like utilizing him in the run game. Like, I remember in the London game, I think he was on the field. For only a couple snaps, but it was mainly like jet sweeps and stuff like that. So it may yeah. mainly just the gadget. How early was that? Uh, that was that week seven, week six, six, six more. Six, like I that. think. Yeah. Um, so that was like a couple of years, a couple of weeks before he actually got uh, play time. And then yeah, I don't know. Something just clicked. He he consistently got gets open. Uh, he had the rushing touchdown as well. I don't know if you saw that. It was very close to like a, it was Debo Samuel esque. Because he has crazy speed, he has crazy good agility. Yeah. Like that was never in question with him. Yeah. It was mainly about how he can develop as mm -hmm. an as an actual yeah. receiver yeah. instead of just a deep. Yeah. Yeah. Because he has the speed. Um, he he he's he's like struggles a bit with like drops. Obviously, yeah. a lot of it is concentration drops as well. So it's not the not the drops that it's like crazy difficult mm -hmm. catch to make, but rather yeah. than you know like the easy ones that yeah. you just drop because of your. Yeah. Um, had he seems to have sorted them out a bit. I mean, as he said, he, had, he has what seven touchdowns in what, five games, I think, something like that. Mm -hmm. That he that he played recently. He has been bowling as he 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 had a rushing touchdown as well. As I said, he is our offense at the moment with Aaron Jones because yeah. Aaron Jones has been really good since yeah. week one. So yeah, yeah, I mean, I. A lot of people wrote Christian Watson off, especially with all the injuries in September and October. Uh, a lot of people were saying that George Pickens should have been a pick, who the Steelers picked up a bit later. Um, I personally agreed with that. I thought Pickens was a better prospect, but also the Packers and a lot of other teams uh, base a lot of their picks on character concerns, or like mm -hmm. they don't really try to go for players that have character concerns and Pickens was one of these guys so I did understand why they went for Christian Watson instead and he seems to be proving me wrong not like I was low on him like I still had him as a yeah. close like fringe first rounder yeah. but he's proving everyone wrong and that's great to see and also the other guy Romeo Dobbs yeah. fourth round pick I was a huge fan of his before the season really? from the numbers I like I like I watched Obviously, I'm still very new to scouting. The problem, I, I think, a little bit of a problem with college, with the pro, college football statistics, at least the one that we have access to. Maybe um, uh, NFL front offices or universities have um, insights that we don't have. 
you can see for wide receiver, you can see, you can you can see receptions, but you can't see targets. So you don't know the the efficiency percentage. Yeah. But I, I usually tend to like receivers uh, whose uh, performance was given credit by a huge by a big number of receptions. It shows repetitiveness. It shows a potentially a big a big sample size. And in the past, they have proven me right. Justin Jefferson was an example of that. Romeo Dobbs looked like he can be an example of that. He also played with uh, one of the best quarterbacks in college football last year, Carson Strong. Yeah. Who went undrafted this year, but I think like Carson Strong, uh, to me was actually like, I think he was my number one quarterback in the entire board. And the only reason he's undrafted and he hasn't been on the team is because he his knee is practically like not working. Mm-hmm. So he's a statue on the field because he just yeah. cannot run because he had multiple inj- uh, surgeries, I think. Uh, but I was not a fan of Dobbs coming out. Like mm-hmm. I had him, I, I I watched film on like I don't know fifty something receivers. It's like by that I mean like all the like the the other than the top like fifteen twenty mm-hmm. prospects of receivers. All the other guys I only watched like two games on them. Yeah. And with Dobbs, I like I watched him. I looked at the stats like okay, so that's a cool. But as I watched him, I wasn't that impressed. He and then I watched. Over, yeah. And I, I, one one thing that I also do a lot is you. If you're familiar with the senior ball and stuff like that. Yeah. I yeah. Yeah. So basically, that's for like a lot of college players who are in their senior years. They get invited to like a pro ball kind of game. Yeah. Uh, to perform yeah, it's there. an initiative by NBC, I believe. Yeah, yeah. and I watched him there during the, during the week, and even in like the one v one drills, which are like specifically designed for mm-hmm. receivers to beat quarterbacks because it's so easy to do. He was just not impressive to me, and after that, I just kind of lowered him on my board. So mm-hmm. when we picked him up in the fourth round, I was like, okay, it's fourth round, I don't really care. But I had a, like five other receivers that I would rather have, and then he just started bowling out in preseason, and then everyone just said that, yeah. Put him in the Hall of Fame already, and then when the season started, he was actually pretty good. But mm-hmm. he's been injured for a couple of weeks now, so yeah, I'm waiting for him to get yeah, back. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, back back to Christian Watson. I've got two quotes for you. Uh, pro Football Focus before the season, more accurately after the draft. Um, the only question is how ready he will be for NFL level physicality after facing FCS football championship subdivision uh, competition throughout his career. Sports Illustrated now. The December of 2022, Watson has the potential to be a real field tilter because of, because of his game-breaking speed. With eight touchdowns in the last four games, uh, Watson has taken the league by storm with his rare combination of height and speed. I've I've, genu- I've usually been unwilling to praise receivers who are just fa- fast guys. They're based on their 40-yard dash time, but then sometimes they're not based on their actual uh, their actual performance on the field and some some people have confirmed that saying that not the 40 yard dash but the in-game speed should be judged of course not everybody has the resource to track that but how important is a, is a, is a speed uh, as I think, a characteristic I think, I think it is definitely important but you can also see like when we drafted Valdez Scantling a couple years ago in the fifth round obviously wasn't a top prospect because yeah once again he had speed he was a deep threat but nothing else and over the years you could see that he has the speed, but then he struggles yeah. by, uh, with uh, jobs, for example. There's always something. With Watson, it's not just that he's fast. He is, like, insanely agile. He's proven. He's proven do, to do, be very physical. Uh, yeah. Do you know what the RAS score is? They measure, they measure that in the combine. It's, like, overall uh, raw athletic skills or something like that. 
Mm. It's basically like mansions, every like height, weight, uh, long jump, vertical jump, 40 yard dash, 10 mm-hmm. yard shuttle, all this stuff that they do at combines and pro days, put them all together and it gives you a metric. Mm-hmm. And the maximum point is 10 that you can get, 10.0, oh, like, like yep. yeah. And Watson, I think I either got a 10 or like 9.9 or something like that. So mm-hmm. that's like his overall agility, his overall athletic skills are insane. So it's not just speed, he yeah. is really good at the, um, May making guys miss so he can um okay wait i don't know how to say this uh, miss tackles not like yeah he's really good at making guys miss he can like kind of like you bent his hips to make yeah. like really really, oh, yeah. really quick turns so yeah. like he's like he's not like that good of a route runner but based on his athletic skills he is better he looks like a better route runner because he just utilizes that yeah. athletic mm-hmm. ability to his yeah. advantage yeah so for him, it's not. He's not only like, like a deep threat. Like you could see, he, they used him as a running back. They got like he's he's really good with the ball in his hands in the open mm-hmm. field. Uh, if they can figure out a way to yeah, just get him like even like flats or slants. Like you, you saw one of the games, he took a, a slant what seventy five yards to the for a touchdown, I think. Yeah. Like if he, if they just get him the ball, just from that yeah. point, it's just all yeah. on him. Like yeah. he can he can create magic. He's one of these really elusive guys. Like. Jalen Waddle, I could compare him to. It's yeah. like not the same player, obviously, but they are, mm-hmm. they are very similar in like agility wise. Yeah, so I think, yeah. think he could be a, like a true number one option yeah. for us. A speedy guy who I thought really didn't justify his value was Jalen Rager, now with the Vikings. But Christian Watson is nowhere near just a similar player. It's he's really he's a, a physical player on the one hand, but on the other hand, he's also a player who can beat with other traits equally fast uh, cornerbacks. And it's also like it's so they're like two very different players because Christian Watson is like what six four I think, and he runs it at four uh, two like that way. And then for Jalen Rieger, I remember because that was the first year where I actually like started like watching prospects. Yep. I remember watching Jalen Rieger. And a lot of people talked about him as like a, a first rounder because he's like real, like he's a he's a good uh, slot target, and he could also be a deep threat because he has insane speed. And I watched him on tape, and you could see the speed. But when the combine came, he only ran like a f- low four three, and yeah, I mean speed. When when speed is your biggest like trait, and then you underperform the expectations, and yeah, yeah, I mean that's that's kind of a bad thing. Yeah. Yeah, and that uh, you could see with Jalen Rieger. I mean, <laughs> he just didn't pan out in the Eagles or for the Eagles, and now with the Vikings, I don't think he has played a lot. Uh, yeah, he's very sporadically he's played. We're getting towards the end of the show, the end of this first part. On January the first, you will be able to see the second part. We will be talking about college football and arts. But let's 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 stay with the Packers. Tomorrow. Uh, an early game on Christmas Day, they travel to Miami. Oh Lord! Miami, uh, a night the nine the nine and three Miami Miami Dolphins, I think, and an incredibly dangerous. Okay, what was it? Nine there? and four, no. Nine and four. Eight and five. Uh, eight and five. Oh yeah, sorry. An eight and five. An eight and five Miami Dolphins team, and a very dangerous Miami Dolphins team. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> if with 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 Hill and Waddle as receivers and with our defense. Uh, I don't expect the too 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 much great things from this game. Uh, the fact, like, if you have a good defense, you could probably shut down the Dolphins. Not shut down, but like kind of like minimize them as the Chargers did. Obviously, they don't have a great defense, but they had a good game plan. If we come out with something similar, I could see us being close. But other than that, I don't know. 
I think that the Dolphins have a better defense and a better offense than us. I think our offense against their defense is still a better matchup. Yeah. But yeah, the way with like Mike McDaniel runs the same uh, scheme as Kashan and obviously they come from the, the same coaching tree. Um, and that's one that has been like uh, a problem for us for years. I mean, we've lost to the 49ers mm-hmm. countless times in the playoffs in the past few years. It seems like Matt LaFleur also comes from the same like yeah. scheme. He also runs a very similar yeah. scheme. He just can't compete with uh, the same scheme for some reason. Because, as Colin said, I, it's it's tough to call him an average head coach because he, I mean, you could call him an average head coach, but he had back-to-back-to-back 13-year wins. I know it's Rodgers and stuff, but you're not gonna, just mm-hmm. going to do that if you're not a good head yeah. coach. But his play calling is definitely not on the level as like Mike McDaniel or Kyle Shanahan, I think. So I think there's going to be a mismatch on there on the Dolphins offense compared to our defense. I think we're going to put up like 20-ish points, but I think the Dolphins are going to put up like 35. Yeah. I don't see it being... I think it's going to be a two-touchdown game. We, we could improve. Uh, at the moment, our defense is so bad, I, I don't see how we can... Made the yeah. game goes. There's yeah. always a chance. Yeah. Like, who knows? But yeah, uh, I, I don't see. I don't see the Packers winning either. And uh, tell you what, the, the 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 improvement of the of the defense of Dovis was uh, one of the stories in the NFL in the last couple of years, which they uh, methodically improved through first round picks yeah. and some mm-hmm. signings. And now finally, their offense is clicking at a in an incredible way with new receivers, which make it which make it easier for Tua to play. Uh, now, most recently, but also Jeff Smith, more recently, um, they're also providing a, a spark, or at least they're getting it going on the yeah. ground. It seems like the Dolphins are the eight and five. They might could have been in a better position, but at least maybe a one or two game better. But they look as be- better than they've been in, in a very long time. Yeah, I mean, the the Dolphins, I remember, like, I think, like, a couple of years ago, they were, like, considered easily the worst team in the league. They had a horrible, horrible yeah. team. Yeah. That was, I think, just because just before they drafted Tua. Right now, the, the roster is in a really good shape. And I think if Tua can play on the level, uh, like take a st- as big of a step as Hurts. Like in numbers, why you can see that it's very similar, but if you like sit down, they they ha- do not have like the same amount of improvement. I think Hurts is yeah. much ahead. This year, this year specifically, yeah, it's not yeah. close. It's not close. So if they can get to, uh, to play at a bit higher level uh, and not just be like a game manager, like his numbers look really good because he has Hill and Waddle. They constantly get open and they just like get the yeah. 60, 70 yard bombs, which is, when, I mean, quite easy for the quarterback. Then, like, right. I'm, I don't want to discredit Tua. Not saying he hasn't improved, but he still doesn't look like mm-hmm. an elite or even great quarterback to me. If they can get that play out of him, I think the Dolphins are definitely a contender. But I don't see it being this year, especially like mm-hmm. now you see that they started losing some games. Their offensive line is still not that good, to be honest. Mm-hmm. They, um, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, like. I think they're gonna make the playoffs. I don't. I don't know. I don't see how they. It can would take fall a monumental out. downfall to for the yeah, collapse. I mean, especially a monumental collapse. They started what eight and one, eight and two. Like compared to that, it's gonna. It would be insane if they yeah. miss the playoffs. It can happen. I last year the Ravens had some. Oh, well, I mean, happen. the 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 other two teams in the division are just one game behind. 
Yeah, but so, I think they're also they 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 are a better team. And than no, no, I think from now on, no team has buys, which means that all teams have uh, all team has thirteen playing four so remaining games. Yes. The difference the difference of one game between Patriots and Jets and Dolphins. I mean, yeah. I actually play. don't know what they had to add by by heart, so I don't know which who would have the advantage in. Had to I mean, either I don't know either, but with four weeks remaining, they can lose it by. They might not be even tied. Yeah, but if, also, the, if uh, the Dolphins collapse, the Patriots Bat- also picked up wins recently against like not so good teams, like even the Cardinals. Like yeah, yesterday it was like yeah, the Cardinals are so bad, and now they lost Kyler Murray as well. Yeah, I know. I still, I still think if there was a let's say a playoff matchup between the Dolphins and the Patriots, I think the Dolphins would win easily. Mm-hmm. Maybe not easily because the playoffs and you know can never ride up yeah. Bill Belichick, but still. Yeah. <laughs> But if they still have met Patricia on offense, like they, how how is he keep? I don't understand how he keeps <laughs> calling plays. How does he have a job? Yeah, uh, he's he not job, in a yeah. good relationship with Mac Jones. Nah, it's not even that. Like he he was horrible for the uh, for the Lions, and yeah. then he came went back to the Pats now, and he's calling plays, but he's so bad at it. It's 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 constantly like running back screen or receiving receiver screen. Maybe sometimes they're gonna try to go for uh, I don't know a couple slants, maybe some deep shots, but that's it. It's such a bland offense as well, and it's bland in like a, a bad way. Like you know, sometimes you can have a bland mm-hmm. offense and it works because you just have really good. Yeah, because it's really productive. Good. Yeah, the Pats is not that offense. Like you don't have that good of like um, receiving options. It's it's decent, but it's nothing special. You don't have yeah. like a true offer, I would say. Seems Mac like Jones is like they, okay, but they always win by just enough. Yeah, like their, and it's their, mostly their defense. Prep, yeah. Their defense is not incredible, but it's just good enough. Their offense is kind of ish, but it's good. Also, but it's uh, enough. Shout out, real shout out to Josh Uche, uh, yeah. edge rusher for the for the Pats. Yeah, yeah, he's he good. had ten sacks in his last six games, I think. Oh, yeah. He has been insane. Like first, good. first nine uh, nine games, no, like first seven games, nothing, um, and then ever since that he's been insane. Like yesterday he had three sacks, I think. So he, uh, he like he him and Judon are the the first uh, edge rushing duo this year to have both have a double digit sacks. A deserved shout out. Yeah, I just I, just, I, I love the guy as well. A couple of years yeah. ago when he came out, so I, I just yeah. had to. Yeah. So the Dolphins, you can say they're be- better than in all, all facets of the game. Than the Packers at the, at the moment, yes, I would say so. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what specialties, but probably yes. Yeah. <laughs> to close out the show, let's imagine alternative universe. You take a, a slight career tweak. You're now a Wall Street trader. Let's imagine for. Oh, that actually sounds weird because the Packers indeed do have stocks, but uh, the stocks yeah. are not yeah, typical stocks. Yeah, you can buy a piece of paper. Yeah, like yeah. But let's imagine for 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 a moment that they have the equivalent of real stocks. Let's also imagine for a moment that those stocks go up by the team winning and not by supply and demand. The value goes up if the team mm-hmm. is better, if the team performs better. Right now, you can say that their value is pretty low. Are you investing? And how much are you investing? Do you in think stock? Hmm. So this is based on if they actually had like real stocks. Yeah, if they have a real stock mm-hmm. and the stock goes up based on performance. And I have not invested before. Performance would, through the years, yeah, like okay, okay. it's not it's not gonna stop this year. I mean, I would still probably invest, like if, if I was in the in the yeah. finance world or the business world, I would probably still invest. I mean, 
let's be real, it's an NFL franchise. Yeah. It's, a, it's a good investment. Anytime yeah. you can probably put money on it and, and get money from it. I mean, I would probably still invest, yes. Also, yeah. like, uh, obviously, um, uh, I'm not a, no, a part owner either for the Packers. Like, <laughs> I didn't pay what, a couple hundred euros to get a certificate. Yeah. But if it was actual stars, I would probably try to buy yeah. a stake in the team. Like, if you, if yeah. you could have like 0.1% yeah. of the team, not even that, I mean, there would be so many fans to buy it, but like, you could actually have like a stake or like a say, yeah. maybe a vote, I would probably, yeah, buy one. Not yeah. just because I'm a Packers fan, but it would be a really cool, like you have, like having some stock in a in a professional yeah. sport teams, is, I think yeah. it's pretty pretty cool. So uh, what I, what I meant is if the stock was uh, the, the value of the stock was based on their on field performance. But do you think it would be that low? Like like five and eight is still not that bad. I think like like yeah for the oh, it's, it's it's low for their usual standards. Mm, yeah, but it's kind of still middle ish. So that's why I'm asking yeah, and, you that and question. I, and I think like they, I think they're gonna get that much worse. Like if Rogers stays next year, I think that's gonna go up. Like I don't see. Like, uh, are like, we sure about that? To me, because uh, as long as he has a big cap hit, and maybe next year is not the biggest cap hit, that prevents them from adding other players, from making that squad more balanced. Isn't that see, manifestly true? Yeah, see, it's it's tough because I want to see this defense with a competent defensive yeah. coordinator because if we had a competent defensive coordinator, we could actually be a solid team. Mm -hmm. And ever since Christian Watson figured it out, our offense has been clicking. Mm -hmm. So, like, the offense has not been an issue for, like, at least a mm -hmm. month now. Like, I don't know. I would probably still say yes. Like, yeah. I mean, I think it's more of a future investment. Like, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. That's a tough question, though. Th thanks for joining us yeah. for the first part. We're going to shoot another episode in a matter of minutes, which you're going to see on New Year's Day. But because we're closing out this episode, if you want people to uh, to find you on social media for other NFL content, for other opinions of yours, just just say your Instagram accounts or stuff like that. Okay, I have a uh, just for exposure. Oh yeah, well. I have a, I, I know I have a Twitter account where I usually like talk about NFL, but it's like 200 people follow it, so no one sees it. Uh, if you want to follow it, it's uh, Lambo underscore GB, as in Green Bay. So mm -hmm. yeah, that's that's it. But yeah, or in the Instagram, or do we leave that out for now? I don't I, I don't really use Instagram. So. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I like I have I, it downloaded, but that. I don't really use yeah, it. So. Yeah, yeah. But thank you guys for watching and listening, and see you see you guys on New Year's Day for another. Uh, edition of Last Night's Thing podcast with um, Andres.